Greg, there are more than 8,000 restaurants in Los Angeles County. As food-obsessed Angelinos, we, I, already know all about establishments like Spago, mm-hmm. that's where I get my pizza with fish on it, <laughs> by uh, Austrian, uh, Providence, and N-Naka, I don't know that one, N slash N-A-K-A, that's a little too highbrow for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Is there have a drive through Then I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'd probably just go and get the fish sticks anyways. But how often do we find ourselves at Halal Kebab House in Inglewood, just a stone's throw from LAX? Mm, never. I heard a rumor that it serves the best dal tadka in Southern California. Oh, is that right? And you are the Biggest Dal Tadka head. Everywhere I go. <laughs> you thought you'd had them all. Yeah. Pokemon style. <laughs> Which is what a buffet should be called. Yeah. I would like to eat here Pokemon style. <laughs> and I heard that rumor, Greg, on a new website called How to Eat LA. It's a collection of reviews, videos, and conversations celebrating amazing food being cooked at places that haven't made it to any of the best wow, of lists. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yet, but undoubtedly represent the best of what LA has to offer. I personally prefer lists like this where it's people who have... Mouth on the street. Mouth on the street. That's where it belongs. <laughs> so your guide through this world is longtime LA food writer Catherine Spires, a name that is familiar to many of you because she's covered food at publications like the LA Times, mm-hmm. KCET, and LA Weekly. When it comes to food, it's a safe bet that Catherine will point you in the right direction. Her website is howtoeatla.com. Sign up there for newsletters, reviews, and even personalized food recommendations. That's howtoeatla.com. Howtoeatla.com, Greg. Eat it. two things you're going to experiencing this episode <laughs> ghosts and displeasure and dis- yeah that's because you're here for the 10th creepy christmas haunted hanukkah part 10 we don't have a pun for that the best i can come up with is 10 commandments broken <laughs> Nope. <laughs> nope 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 well, what else is there what is what's scary about the number 10 um Wait, 10 Ghosts of Haunting? Is that the song? Wait, what's no. this? What, what do they say in that uh, that counting song? The the song that all Christian people learn how to count with? Uh, it's definitely not 10 uh, Ghosts, 10 of, ghosts haunting. of Haunting. Maybe that's the Haunted Mansion version. Yeah, it might it. be. Uh, what if it's, you know, Roman numerals episode X? <gasps> Ooh, that's scary. That is scary. I think, uh, yeah, okay, that's pretty scary. So, yeah. well, <gasps> part hex. Okay, so it's Nailed little it. H, little E, big X. Yeah. Hex. Hex. Oh my God, I'm writing, writing this that down. down. I'm just like, there's something about me that's just so clever. And But, but, but I came up with the little H, little E, okay? <laughs> the most important part. Two thirds of that I came if up we're with. We're going to read it be like, oh, he X. Got it. This is a great pun. Is this some sort of like mutant version of He-Man? <laughs> oh, the double helix episode. I remember. It's great. <laughs> yeah. These are all of the scary stories we have about DNA. <laughs> and there's a lot. Sad. There's a lot. I mean, we're in my apartment right now. There's a lot of DNA in here. <laughs> if anyone's ever looking for my DNA, guaranteed you'll find it in my apartment. Every inch of your apartment. There is. Covered in my DNA. Yeah. But we, we're here. We're here. the weather's clear this is uh we're recording this the day after thanksgiving it's a cozy time in my apartment so i of course have my slippers and robe on you absolutely do and when i came in 
You didn't have either. You're in socks and a regular. <laughs> yeah, your Death Star shirt was very triggering after Andor's <laughs> finale. Uh, spoilers. If you know what happens in Andor, um, well, maybe before it was the Death Star, it was the Life Star. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I should wear a Luke shirt to trigger your Death Star shirt. <laughs> don't not around the shirt. Don't get too close. Don't, don't get too don't close. Don't cross the threads. Well, you are very cozy right now, and you're like, I'm gonna put my robe on. I, I said, you better not. <laughs> You better not. I was thinking like, should I? It's kind of unprofessional if Greg comes here and I'm, you know, yeah. not even dressed and I have rose petals everywhere. But, <laughs> but I, th- you know, as the, as the minutes went on, I put on the slippers yep. and then I thought, who am I kidding? This is who I am. Yeah. yeah. I can't deny it. Even though I've come over several times and you've been in your robe and <laughs> yeah. slippers and made no mention of it. And I've been like, what are you? This is for work. That was for pleasure. Hey, grandpa bucket. Um, that's Charlie's grandpa. Yeah, wait till you see Melissa in the bedroom. She's, <laughs> She's going to come out dressed exactly like uh, grandpa. It's going to have a little mustache. A long grandpa Joe. Moo. Yeah. <laughs> a little. Da, 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 Is da, the cabbage da. soup ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she's she's da, like da, da, wobbling. Da, da. Yeah, wobbling. Yeah. Wobbling. And then she starts doing a tap dance. It's going to be great. And then you pretend to fall, and but you actually tumble down yeah, the stairs. Yeah, I tumble down the stairs. And I break my neck, yeah. yeah. And she keeps like winking and drinking soda, but she doesn't lift up. I don't think <laughs> that she knows that. She burps that. a lot. <laughs> she gets stopped burping. So we're in my apartment. This is the first time we've recorded in my parking for right. during the early days of the pandemic. That's what I, what I was going to say about you and your robe being unprofessional. I came dressed like, you know, Charlie yeah, you, Sheen from Two and a Half Men several times. So, I mean, you want to have an unprofessional fight. I won't even show up. That's how unprofessional I am. You want to see how unprofessional I can be, Greg? <laughs> I'm going to sleep in and enjoy my Friday off. Yeah. It's... Yeah. So we're now we're in. So because we were. We breached. We breached. Much like Andor, we've breached. But we, I assume. But we, so we used to be in the parking. Yeah. Until we were called hobos we were, with a fake podcast. Yeah. These homeless, these uh, famously as my neighbor who knows who I am, I overheard saying to somebody else, these two homeless guys pretend to record a podcast yeah. in the parking area. First off. I live with you, basically, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm it's a neighbor. only kind of a pretend podcast. <laughs> but then also, one time, the building manager once said, why don't you just go inside? And this was like three months into the yeah, 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 Why don't you yeah, just yeah. go inside together? Yeah. But now we are in inside. Mm-hmm. We are, we are in, inside. Yeah. We'll probably hear the dogs barking. Right. You'll hear the doors slamming. Uh-huh. You're going to hear everything. Spooky. Door slamming, dogs oh, barking. Yeah. Your uh, landlord's knocking the door like, why don't you just record in the parking lot? You're waking everybody up. <laughs> you, you didn't pay the podcasting fee. <laughs> It's a one-time feed, though. Okay, we, we've established where we are. Let's establish when we are, because... 2022. It's been the worst year. <laughs> it's been the second worst year. Not second worst, second worst It's the year. second of the worst years. Or I guess third. Yeah, 2021. No, it's been the, th- the 20, third. 2020. So this is the third, third of, of our worst, worst years. years. Yeah. So we know that this is episode 108. So you know oh, what's no. gonna happen January first. I'm just war- I'm just warning everybody, okay. getting everybody ready. Okay. That at the stroke of midnight on January first, you will hear me say, "Lord Almighty, it must be a hundred and nine in a pitch perfect Elvis impersonation, which I have thirty one days to perfect. <laughs> I did just come back from Las Vegas. I studied with the greats. <laughs> I used all the toilets. I used all the toilets. I met an Elvis impersonator in each one. He taught me a little bit of how to do it just right. How to right. carry myself, how to wiggle. No, no, no. These are the songs that you want and to And I steal. taught him how to dangle. So I'm just warning you that yes. January 1st, you will hear me do an Elvis impersonation from Burning Love. Okay. I will sigh the, I promise to sigh the hardest I've ever sighed. I'm going to lose God, I'm going to, I'm going to think of ways to put some production value oh into this. Oh my God. I, I'm going to, like intros aren't around anymore, yeah. but this is as close as we're going to get for a while. <laughs> I'm going to sigh so hard. I'm going to lose four pounds. 
If only Elvis could have done this. <laughs> <laughs> he just added more pounds every time he sighed. Okay, so that's coming next month. Let's talk about what we did in the past month. What, okay. what did you do in the past month of November? You know, I, did, I don't think I did too much, but I'll tell you what I did in the last, I think last week uh, was Bob Baker's telethon. And I checked in right. for about like, of the 24 hours, I, try, I probably checked in for about six of those hours. I donated a little bit of money. That's I, a lot of hours. I, I, I Yeah. <laughs> I saw it was it was great. It was a fantastic. It had great guests on. Um, I uh, like I said, I was in Las Vegas learning from the greats. <laughs> that, that was actually true. That actually, it sounds like a joke, but you were being quite authentic. <laughs> but yeah, I was really disappointed that it was the of course the one weekend I couldn't watch it. But I real I was really looking forward to that because I love a good local telethon Same so here. much. I love it, and and for it to be, be a Bob, Bob Baker, Baker. Yeah, oh, it was great. I yeah. missed out. I really missed out. It was a fantastic show they put on, and I I made sure to be there for the the end of it too. When he you know Alex was out and he was thank everybody and it felt even though i was only checked in for about six of the 24 hours it still felt like we did yeah. it guys i did nothing. you were like uh, i donated money in the first shaky like, in the knees yeah. wobbly. <laughs> i donated money in the, like the second hour so like i but i was already we really did it this time guys how much money did they make i don't know they didn't they didn't disclose it usually it has like the hours and how much money but i don't think that they had that running oh, no. they didn't have like a yeah, yeah, yeah they didn't it's a, like a marionette playing the drums <laughs> Yeah, it, it was a really great show. Um, do they still do the uh, the Chabad telethon or uh, Jerry Lewis telethon? Jerry Lewis terrorthon. That's what uh, women comedians feel when they're around Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Having to make a movie with Jerry Lewis. A terrorthon. I don't know. I don't know if they still... I, I mean, maybe the pandemic kind of put things on hold. Right, but right. Like, I, I love that stuff. Like, yeah. it, there, I don't think there's anything I would want to do more than hosting a 24-hour terrorthon. Yeah, terrorthon, yeah. That, that would be a lot of fun. So, hey, next year, Bob Baker, invite us. If one of you are listening, and I'm pretty sure you are, if one of your puppets might hear this, <laughs> uh, that, that's right, I'll put him down and say puppets until you give us a spot. I like that you're, you're putting them down but also <laughs> asking to be part of it. Tough love. <laughs> Tough bargaining. Tough noogies is what I'm Tough doing. Tough noogies. <laughs> I would love to be a part of that next year. Yeah. That would be so great. Like if, if I'll answer phones. I'll do whatever. Whatever you guys I, need. Yeah, I'm not saying, I'm, I guess I was saying we should host, but I'll revise it. You know what? I'll, I'll run the lights or something if you yeah. need me to. Yeah, I love that sort of thing. Yeah. It's so It's so comforting. Like when they had the, like every Simpsons ever, ever thing for the first time, I guess, mm. before they were just streaming all the time. Yeah. It was so comforting to me that to know like for three days straight, like, I could just turn on a the TV Simpsons will be playing. Yeah, that is. Free. And it's the same thing with a, a telethon. Like it's I can go to bed knowing like the telethon is on. But I'm also safe. I don't want to go to bed because I, I bet the good stuff's happening at three in the morning. Oh, it is. Yeah. Like, that's when the dancing rabbis come out. <laughs> I hope they do it again next year. I hope I'd so too. Yeah. And that we are hosting it. <laughs> Please don't let us host it. Please don't. Maybe just like half an hour at three in the morning. Yeah, we'll three, do it yeah. at three in the morning. Three in the morning, half an hour. I'll be there. But that's not my thing of the month. What's your thing of the month? Well, it's Christmas and I have a thing of month's future. <laughs> I bet that you think that makes so much sense. <laughs> I thought about it a lot and it doesn't, but I'm still going to say okay, it. I have no other sentence to say. Because a lot of like the telethon, like it'll be something that already happened and you can't go back. You, go you back. can never go back. Right. I wanted to this month give things for people to do I see. in the coming month the coming that you months. still can do because I couldn't think of anything I did in November. Right. Except for go to Las Vegas and learn from the greats. <laughs> 
here's some things in December that you can do that I will probably be at. Uh, but just I, I love the holiday season you more do. than anybody because I'm Jack Skellington. I'm the Jewish Jack Skellington, <laughs> and I still have an affinity for Christmas because I don't really know what it is. But <laughs> something about sharing, I don't know. There's Romans. I don't. Oh wait, no, it's the other one. But there's uh, Frankenstein's and yeah. Uh, Try not to mix Romans and the birth of Jesus. It didn't uh, go well. There's a few things I plan on doing, and they're all coming up. I think in the first weekend of December. Oh, wow, there's okay. a the Toluca Lake. It's all valley centric, but the Toluca Lake has like a holiday fair, right. and like shops have like little gifts oh, that cool. to give you. And by that I mean cookies. Local vendors have cookies. Local vendors have cookies. Okay. Uh, local vendor have cookies. <laughs> Just like the shops are all open. Right. They have cookies and hot chocolate out front that you can like buy gifts. And there's also one going on in that little Tahunga village on Tahunga where Robert Blake <laughs> killed somebody. But uh, the the not just anybody, <laughs> <laughs> some lady, some lady uh, who was wearing a ring of some kind. Like the streets shuts down. They have like popcorn vendors. They have free cookies and stuff. And all the stores are open. You can get gifts. And then there's the Granada Hills Holiday Parade, which I love. I one time saw the cast of Malcolm in the Middle. Or you did, yeah. And uh, Tom Kinney was there yeah. one time. Was it Tom Kinney? SpongeBob? Is that yeah, Tom Kinney? Yeah, yeah, Tom Kinney. Yeah. And you said you saw the whole cast of SpongeBob. Did you lie to me? Well, there was a snail on the street, so I thought that was the whole thing. I saw cast. a squirrel in the tree. Sandy? <laughs> yeah. Sandy. <laughs> um, so those are going... They used to do this Luminaria thing at the Campo de Coenga, but it doesn't seem like they're doing it this uh, year, which really sucks. But whatever your local... I, I don't know of more, Christmas but... Christmas Parade. Oh, Angelo O'Neill's going to be performing jazz music live some Vitello's. Yeah, at Vitello's, uh, where Robert Blake killed some random <laughs> some woman. Some random woman wearing a <laughs> ring of some kind. Uh, he's in a bunch of photos with her. Yeah, so there's a lot to do in December, and I hope you have a really nice one. I th- Bob Baker as well, and the Old Town Music Hall are all having holidays events you should probably make your way over there yeah and of course there's the holiday show at the dorothy chandler pavilion right. every year on christmas eve which is great where you will then see most of these people on the meekly music podcast. yeah yeah yeah. that's where daniel <laughs> handpicks them yeah i wait by the artist exit yeah you like podcasts no they're hurting the music industry what <laughs> yeah. well our podcast is on napster <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's that was la- that. Well, that was la- that month and this month. This things month. you can do. So let's talk about what this episode is. Okay. So we've been doing creepy Christmas haunted Hanukkahs mm-hmm. for nine years. Nine this years. is the tenth year now. So we've been finding uh, our own stories this whole time. This time we wanted to do something a little different. We wanted to hear your stories. Right. For this episode, we asked our listeners to send in their local LA ghost stories. Right. So. That's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be reading people's ghost stories and a few of our own. Some of them have some historical bent to it, but it's really just we wanted to hear things that happened to people in L.A. for this story. So if you're looking for some hard history this time, you'll you'll get a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah. Uh, first, you, first, you, first, you'll get a little, but not a lot. I'm still Jenny from the block. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. I thought you were just having... Oh, I went to Las Vegas to study uh, <laughs> with, the Jenny from the, with the greats. Elvis, Jennifer Lopez, right. Danny Ocean. <laughs> study with the greats, the Bellagio Fountain. Uh, the MGM Lion. <laughs> yeah, it's if you're looking for hard history, this is more going to be a more casual episode. You're going to hear some local ghost stories. Do you believe in ghosts? That's what I want to ask at the beginning. Do you believe in ghosts? This is a stupid conversation. It is a, it's a dumb conversation that we, we figured this out about each other a long time ago, but I'll just go ahead and say... Kinda like I believe yeah. I I want to believe more than I actually believe. I want to believe, but uh, yeah. you know when s- 
sometimes you'll hear something and you're like, oh, that not that that sounds real, but like I can feel that this person authentically believed yeah. that that thing happened. Therefore, it might have really happened. I'm also a big believer in like the idea of energy stains, like something so awful can happen somewhere. I've that got like, energy stains all over this apartment. <laughs> that Did like, you look at the carpet, Greg? Look at the, Greg, look at the, I told you not to look at the carpet before. Go ahead. Yeah, now you can look down. Yeah. I believe that like something so awful can happen in such a small place <laughs> that like, that'll stain the air. The way that sometimes you'll walk into a room after like a couple's been fighting and you like the fight's over, but you walk in and you're just like, something's off. I thought you were going to say when you walk into a room and someone just fried up some eggs, which is what happened when you walked into my apartment and it's, smelled like eggs. It's here. the second thing that you, I'm glad that you interrupted for this, but also the second thing you did, said to me was like, uh, you're here. And then you came inside. And you're like, it smells like eggs. If you, <laughs> if you say so, but like you, you could walk into a room after the heat of a fight and not see the fight, but you're like, something's weird. Like, er, like just socially atmospherically, it feels very strange in here. And I believe in that. Some fights are so bad. They linger for years. Yeah, exactly. The air stinks of a fight. So I believe and eggs. I guess I do, but because I've had so few experiences in my life that like it's kind of like I don't, I don't know. It could also be lies. You could also it could also be leaky pipes. Okay, so it's haunted Hanukkah, but it's also creepy Christmas. So ghosts are of course involved. Aliens are also involved right. in this, as they should be. I do you believe in aliens? Yeah. Okay, me too. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily. I don't really believe that like they're they're here and and I if I put on these sunglasses right. I can wrestle a guy in downtown LA for a while for like maybe 40 minutes but I think that there are aliens that exist somewhere in the universe sure. I don't necessarily think they're here sure I, but I'm not discounting it I would love it if it, like, yeah if, if I would rather meet an alien than a ghost let's sure. put it that way I'd like to see like someone telling me like if you stand in this room ghost things happen and I would love it if I went and they happened but I would also be like I want to die I'm so scared right now so I was also thinking it, thinking the other day like I want to go to that mashed potato mountain from Close Encounters and like try to see an alien like I would love to see an alien but I don't think it's going to happen the mashed potato mountain <laughs> as for ghosts I don't I don't think I believe in ghosts, yeah. but I love ghost stories mm -hmm. and I'm afraid of ghosts. Sure, sure. I don't believe in ghosts until I'm in like the Queen Mary walking through the, yeah. the narrow hallways and someone's right, like, right, right. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, this door closes by itself and I'll be like, I'm socially liberal, but uh, <laughs> conservatively, I conservatively ghostly. Yeah. I love hearing ghost stories. Mm -hmm. I have a few kind of go like, right. you know, experience. Someone who is more inclined to believe this sort of thing is going to be like, but like, there's things that have happened that are weird, but like, I, I, I've never seen right. like a, like, where's that woman's legs? Yeah, exactly. Like, I've never, who's a small Victorian boy? <laughs> um, oh, well, that's, that's Oliver. <laughs> Did I not mention him either? All of, my ghost things could also have a, a second explanation that are really easy. But yeah. I know that in the moment, I'm like, this is authentically weird. And I'm in a place where they said that this stuff happens. Yeah, I've never had anything that couldn't be explained. Happened. Yeah, exactly. But it's yeah, I, I, I like ghost stories. I love ghosts. I love I also lump them in with, uh, you know, I, you made fun of me before, but like unsolved mysteries, missing person cases yeah. of people just vanishing out of nowhere. They slipped into the thin air, like the, the thinness, like they're in another dimension. Yeah. So well, like, you love creepypasta. You get all of your facts from creepypasta. All of my fa my hard hitting facts I get from creepypastas. <laughs> all right. Before we start. Yes. We, of course, every year have a roaring fire to get us through this cozy night of ghost stories. Mm -hmm. So let's start the fire. Let me snap my fingers. I, yeah, I'll snap them. Or should I twist my nose? You should uh, wiggle I'm your gonna, nose. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a, a I Dream Samantha, of Genie. Samantha, yeah. Make sure to add the little sound effect too. The ding. <laughs> 
you watched me do it. The listeners heard it. Heard but it. You only watched. Me I do watched it. you do it. I but your your pop guards in the way. So I saw your eyes and a little bit of your nose wiggling. Like wow, he really did it. He's for sure Elizabeth Montgomery. Greg, do you hear that fire? Let's warm ourselves. So by warm the fire. now. Getting, I have the robe. You can, I'm you're taking to take the robe, robe off. off. You had clothes initially when you put the robe on, but when you take the robe off, you're suddenly hairy chested, yeah, wearing the, Burt Reynolds underwear. This, this robe dissolves clothing <laughs> and it dissolves inhibitions. Okay, let's start with our ghost stories just to set the tone. Okay. I have three. Okay. How many do you have? I have three in one location let's, over. Let's talk ghosts. Let's talk ghosts a little bit. Uh, like I said, all these things couldn't be explained away. I had Paranormal Watch or Ghost Paranormal oh, right, right, right. Yeah. come to the brand library. One of those scam artists. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, they're, they're great men. Um, and I explained one of the things that happened to me there because they were asking. And I explained and I gave the qualifier. And they're like, oh, it's probably nothing. Uh, and they also were looking for ghosts. And their little meters were going off. And they're like, whoa. But they never reported back anything. So, But I'll go through the three things that happened okay. there at the brand library. I was in the upstairs area of, I think, a former... Because it used to be somebody's house. Yeah, Brand, uh, Leslie know. Brand used to live there. Leslie Brand, died the man. there, But he died, like, sickly. It wasn't like... Uh, he, he got, you know, the well, Manson family showed up. Yeah, exactly. Where did the Where <laughs> did the cancer come from? One of my former co-workers... It was, like, the very first day my allergies hit. I was, like, 32 or something. You always remember your I do, because it was like, what's say. happening to my face? Why am I sneezing so much? <laughs> so she gave me a Benadryl. I used to let bees sting me all the time. What's the big deal? Uh, she gave me a Benadryl, but she didn't tell me that Benadryls make you sleepy. <laughs> and Benadryls also make you hallucinate a little bit. What? A little bit. Okay. Not a lot. But I think if you take a certain amount of Benadryl, you're like, what? What? How come? How? You, you took ayahuasca brand Benadryl? <laughs> <laughs> you also soil yourself a lot when you take a Benadryl. It's not a big deal, though. Uh, they tell you it's going to happen. So why, why yeah. are you upset? So why be, why be ashamed? Why are you upset that you flooded your pants? We told flood. <laughs> so I took a Benadryl. I was immediately... It's like taking NyQuil in the middle of the day and being like, okay. I got another four hours on my shift. Like I was immediately <laughs> tired. So I had to wait half an hour to be able to take a nap and I needed the nap because my body was just like, I was I was being propped up by, you know. A ghost? A ghost. Uh, so I went upstairs. I took a, I took a, before it was a staff area, it was just like an empty room that used to be, I think a former bedroom that people. <laughs> Wait, the, the, the master bedroom. The master bedroom, yeah. And the door like is like cobwebbed shut. It was behind some boxes. Yeah. How come no one naps in here? I have to kick that butler and the bear out. <laughs> But they're they're fine with it. <laughs> oh, occupied, so. occupied. So I went upstairs. I took a nap. I was in a chair because there was no like obviously no uh, cots or you know queen size bed up there. The four post bed was not. Yeah, still it wasn't there. up there. I set my alarm. I can't sleep more than an hour because I have to go back to work. But I gave myself an hour to sleep from this Benadryl. As I was waking up, I heard someone behind me saying, "Shh, shh he's waking up." Whoa. And I heard it, and it was so definitive that I got up like, how did you guys sneak in here? And I opened the door, and nobody was up there. And it was like authentic, like, oh, this is the place where they always say that ghost are. Uh, so that happened, but it being explained away because I took a Benadryl. <laughs> but Benadryl makes you kind of, it could have been like a, a segue between dreaming and yeah, waking yeah, yeah. up. But I was so sure that someone had said it behind me. She's waking up. And I had so female co workers. So I was sure that somebody snuck up past me to get right, something. Right, right, right. What if you turned around? Better or worse, you turn around, there's nothing there, or you turn around, there's mannequins there. I. I Mannequins scare the crap out of me. They kind scary. of always have, yeah. especially knowing, it, listening to like true crime stuff, the amount of times someone's like, what's a mannequin doing in the bushes? And then you're like, it's a body. Oh, 
I don't like that. Oh, I don't like that at all. So if I see a mannequin in the bushes, I'm like, that's, that's Elizabeth Short for sure. Yeah, mannequins scare the hell out of me. Before you go on to the next one, yeah. it should be pointed out that you have had sleep paralysis before or you've had like semi-sleep paralysis. Yeah, I've had about three bouts of sleep paralysis. Yeah. After the documentary about sleep paralysis where one guy is like, someone told me what sleep paralysis was and then I got it. I'm like, what an idiot. And I saw the documentary and then after that, that's it's like the ring. That's how it's spread. <laughs> yeah, I had three bouts of sleep paralysis and one of them was Bar none, the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. Tell me this because I know what it is, but it's a good story. Me and Ada were sleeping on my twin bed. A- Ada's your ghost? May- Ada's my ghost okay. friend. Um, <laughs> if I, it's your Casper. Yeah. <laughs> she was sleeping over. I have a twin bed at my dad's house, obviously, because I uh, my whole life, I don't need anybody else, but obviously uh, I need more room. Except a twin. Yeah. It's <laughs> for so me and my twin. So we were sleeping in like a tight space, and I turn and... So you can move. I could no, 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 no. This is before I go to sleep. Oh, okay. So I'm in bed, and in front of me is a you know typical uh, a computer chair with a backpack and a, like a pile full of clothes, <laughs> and it's facing me. I'm facing <laughs> what's on the chair. I go to sleep, and I'm trying to wake myself. Up. I don't know if you've ever had sleep paralysis. I you are. I, uh, this is something I've told to everybody who tells me they have sleep paralysis because I learned a long time ago about it and I also learned that this is something that seems to only happen to people who were Catholic or raised Catholic. <laughs> right. And I've never I've never had anything like this and yeah. the only people I've heard who have had it were all Catholic or raised Catholic because it's like a reli- it's it's like you because you have yeah. it's the same thing with like The Exorcist right. Or, uh, Okay, bad example because that's a terrifying movie. Right, but just right, like right. any sort of religion, like Pope, reli- like right. uh, like any <laughs> yeah. like any religious sort of thing, really freaks Melissa out. Like in a movie, and like it does nothing to me because I was I. Uh, You're already Damien, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As all Jewish people are, right, Greg? <laughs> Who are you, Dave Chappelle and Kanye West? Uh, I'm gonna stop buying your shoes <laughs> in a while. Once the discount goes away, <laughs> from what I understand, this is a Catholic thing. That's if, weird. If, if if you're listening and have had it and you're not Catholic, yeah. uh, let me know. But I've only heard it listen to or happen to Catholic people. Has it happened to Melissa? Uh, I think maybe not like a full on thing, but she's maybe had like a uh, maybe a lesser version of what you're about to tell. Okay, but uh, literally, like everybody who has told me about it has been Catholic. So it, I guess that's that just must what be it the is. trend. Yeah, must be nice. It must be- <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice to have like a to be like a sleeper cell for the church <laughs> for the devil. Yeah. So I'm I go to sleep and in sleeper all says nothing necessarily needs to happen, but you just sort of like it, like on edge. Like I'm not really seeing anything, and that because of the waiting of something scary to happen, it, it like almost ramps up things. Okay. If if you're not familiar, typically sleep paralysis you will be awake. Mm-hmm. You can't move your body, mm-hmm. but you can see things, and usually you will see a person in the room with you, like yeah. a dark figure. Yeah, and you cannot figure. move, you can't scream, you can't wake up, you right. can't and I've go back to heard sleep. Terrifying things from people. And also the scary. Terrifying, yeah. And, and not only that, but the people sleeping next to people are like, I saw things too. Like that like Oh, that's weird. It's it, Were they Catholic also? <laughs> Uh, I'll check. I didn't ask. Oh, by the way, are you Catholic? Protestants see things, but they can still <laughs> go to sleep. Uh, to be a Quaker, a dreaming Quaker must be nice. Quaker paralysis. Yeah, oh, cool. you just smell oatmeal. So for my thing, I'll, okay, let me say the scary thing that happened and it'll make a little more sense how drastically I try to wake myself up. So the chair is facing me with the stuff and I start seeing little kid hands, like several hands of little kids creep so behind scary. the chair and start opening up the backpack, like the 
the yeah, bottom yeah, little yeah, thing yeah. of backpack and rifling through my backpack. And it was kid hands and there were several like little like spider hands oh, sort God. of thing. They wanted your tech decks. They wanted, they wanted pencils. They wanted number two pencils. And once that happened, I was, you, you're screaming. You're screaming absolutely as hard as you can, but you're mumbling in your sleep. Uh-huh. But you think you're screaming, but you also understand that I'm making no movement. Right. And you're trying to, I was trying to twist my body to hit her, her Ada <laughs> to wake her up, to like wake me up. And I'm trying to move my body. Not scary at all. Yeah, not scary at all. And like you're paralyzed. You're, you you can't move your body. I'm trying to just, you're trying to, as hard as you can, trying to scream past your body. You're trying to move your body to like just make a movement to wake somebody up. To, to wake like, up you know, your Quaker girlfriend. Yeah. And then you wake up and you pop. And when you finally manage to breach from the sleep world to where you were physically at, yeah, you know, I woke up screaming, just like in the middle of screaming. And she's like, <laughs> wow, and that, that happened. That, the hands. The, the hands. The hands, Ada. This wasn't a sleep paralysis one, but I had a nightmare maybe like a couple months ago where I was dreaming about turning on Echo Park Avenue and all the lights were off so I could only see silhouettes. And I'm trying, it was like, what's the Arthur C. Clarke? A walk in the dark, but you have to yeah, walk completely yeah. in the dark. But I'm seeing like kind of silhouettes still. My eyes were adjusting in, in the dream. And someone, just a shadow figure, walked in front of me. Like, like, and I jolted. And at that same moment, I felt two taps on my neck. And of course, I woke up screaming, terrifying. And I was just like reaching for my neck. And and everyone, I told you, and I think I told, I told her for sure. I told you, and I can't remember if you responded the same way. It's like, yeah, sometimes your your body just twitches. I'm like, this wasn't a twitch. Like that guy was in front of me. Yeah. So I think my nightmares are. Quite grand. Yeah, you, you've you got Catholic-ass nightmares. Yeah, Catholic, yeah. <laughs> the Pope was there, and he made me go in the room, and he said, confession, there was going to be a scream, but I walked in, and there was, I had a look at the guy. I went up to the Pope to kiss his the hem of his garland, <laughs> garment, and he turned around, and it was pious. <laughs> Not Excelsior, or whatever the current Pope's name is. Well, what are the other brand library ghost stories you have? I won't count the time that they, the ghost hunters turned off all the lights, and I suddenly thought that I was a little kid oh, back yeah. in a cave again, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, and then the guy weird. tripped the thing and I was like oh I'm fine uh, and then my phone because they say ghosts use up energy my phone dropped they use up data yeah they use up my data plan I came up from them downstairs in where everyone says it's haunted and I didn't feel anything but I mentally had a weird little moment where I is in so much dark that I couldn't see my hand in front of my face and the right. last time I was in that much darkness I, was in your nightmare it was in my nightmares yeah in Yosemite we went into a cave and it wasn't like a big opening for a cave it was like a slit in the rock that you have to like sidestep there are all these half eaten salmons <laughs> outside the cave and these little like vampire men that live in the <laughs> dark but I was you know making my way through the slither thing and it was very tight space and I'm, like, I can be claustrophobic and after a certain amount of turns, it just goes black. And I th- and my thought was like, what if you're still a little kid in the cave? You, you oh, oh, so that's the memory. That's you flash the memory. Back yeah, to. I flash oh, back wow, to. That's but the memory, long, deep-seated memory, I could, I never would have thought of it otherwise. But my brain was like, what if we're we're the ghost? And what if right. we died? And, and I never left the cave. Yeah, and I never left the cave. And everything I've thought about as a future has actually been a fantasy of a little kid dying in a cave. I was part of your, I was your fantasy. Yeah. And, and that's how I knew that it couldn't be true. Cause <laughs> how, why would I ever dream you up? I can't move on until <laughs> I dream of the perfect man. <laughs> the perfectly wrong man. Um, so that was, I don't consider that ghosting. Just that's the right a, amount of wrong. <laughs> that's what I learned in Las Vegas from the greats, from the greats, Elvis and Jennifer and Lopez, the Bellagio and uh, Danny Ocean and the yeah. Bellagio fountain and the clown from circus, circus. <laughs> the circus, circus clown. Uh, very creepy. Uh, so I don't consider that a ghosting. It's a weird, just mental deficiency that I have, but I can't, came upstairs and my phone had drained of battery. I went that's downstairs. Pretty, well, with, also, I mean, that's weird, but I know your old phone. It's not that it's weird. It's not that weird, I guess. Yeah. You probably like opened the calculator app and that was it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I probably texted too fast. My phone was draining now. The second thing, it's a weird, another another glitch, but the security camera was caught on a loop. Speaking of Danny Ocean. Yeah, it was caught, exactly. So the security camera was caught on a loop in one of the rooms. I don't know how to describe the rooms in the brand. It's one of the, the bigger study area, the big hallway, a okay. uh, bunch of desks. But the security camera was caught looping. Hey, here's our first sound of the, got a siren. Because this story is dying and we need to resuscitate it, okay? Uh, it's certainly dying with interruptions, uh, riddled with interruptions. Video caught on a loop and the loop is of a guy turning in a chair. A guy getting up okay. and turning and right. continually like facing. Like a gif of a guy. Like a, like, a, like a gif just on a loop, like a boomerang of a guy standing up. I can't tell who it is. It's, it's like a shadowy figure. You can't really tell who it is. Okay. And it's weird. None of the other videos are caught on a loop, but this one person getting up and turning is caught on a loop. So I go over to the chair and there's a jacket on the chair. Interesting. And it's the only piece of clothing left anywhere in the library. So the one area, the one chair, the one part of thing that's looping is the one thing that someone has left something at. My follow-up question, yeah. why would you go to the chair? I wanted to see if something was weird because it was on a loop. Okay. And I was like, that's kind of weird. All what right. if that's, imagine that's a ghost and we walk and yeah. there's I, I something just want, there. I just wanted to see what was down this staircase yeah. uh, into the secret <laughs> basement room. I keep hearing voices from downstairs. <laughs> so that's the, I sent you a picture. I'll, I'll oh, post okay. that. Oh, okay. Let me yeah. see. Let me see this picture. That's the, the, it's just the jacket on a chair, but that was, I took those because I'm like, oh, that's creepy. And I have that's the, very, that's, this isn't even a swiveling chair. No, it's an old wooden chair. That's very, and, and the one angle, it's kind of brightly lit, but when you look at the other angle, it's very shadowed and weird. Yeah. And I have the video. I took a video. And it's like a nice leather jacket. It is a nice leather jacket, too. And nobody ever came to claim that jacket, either. And that jacket's still there yeah. today in the Lost and Found. No one ever came to claim that. Like, that's a nice jacket for someone to have walked away from. Yeah, I mean, this is like Optim- an Elvis impersonator could wear this. I should put this on for, uh, you should, for yeah. 109. Yeah. Post this picture. That's- I'll post the picture. I think I have the video, too. The, the loop oh, of that's the video. Weird. Yeah, I have to go rifling through it. But yeah, I think I have that somewhere. Through the security footage yeah, from the brand yeah. library. They'll, they'll let me have it. The third thing was also just a weird thing but like that could be explained away just a video glitch and right. a jacket left Guy behind just jacket people are dumb it, people, dumb. especially in libraries people are stupid we, as we both know <laughs> that can be explained away but i was like okay well that's number two possibly number three weird thing at brand right. the other thing i was clearing out after an event a music event i was clearing out the um the auditorium the recital hall uh and there's these two girls running around sometimes like there's just little kids and they just want to play everywhere and they're playing behind the big gray curtains other thing uh, I had told them because I had been instructed my first week like don't let anyone pull on these because once they come off the track we have to like hire a guy to come and put it back on the track like it's very complicated so don't let them pull that down because maybe the whole thing will come down they'll get hurt or maybe they'll just mess it up and we have or to or we'll have money. to pay someone to fix it yeah we have to pay somebody to fix it so they kept running behind the curtains and stuff and I had to tell them like go run in the hallway please don't mess with these curtains and they're like okay so they walk away and several minutes pass and I put you know I put the big cover on the piano and I turn and the the curtains are still wiggling around and I'm like, I told you already. And I, again, (laughs) this is great. I was so confident. Like usually I'm like, Oh, it's wavy from, but it's such a heavy curtain. It wouldn't wave from the, from the air conditioner. I was so confident based on the movement that when I moved it, I'm like, I told you. And nobody was behind it. That this is like 
perfect. Classic. You are the like the old man at the beginning of a horror movie, <laughs> and then you turn around and you get eaten by exactly. Something. Yeah, I'm already half in the mouth of a monster. Yeah. And I didn't even realize <laughs> it because I was talking so profusely. That one also, like you know, maybe the curtains never stop moving. Maybe it's air conditioner. Like it could be explained away. But, but I know that I was so confident that there were kids behind it that I saw it moving around the way it moves erratically around. But a show curtain doesn't move from air conditioning. It's very heavy curtain. Yeah, it's, it's like a big wool curtain. Like it's a big like heavy it's, thing. This isn't like it's not. This isn't like a child's front yeah. yard performance. Of, right. It, it, yeah. Exactly. It's not like a like a see through linen curtain that like if I blow hard enough it'll like hit the ceiling. Oh uh, yeah. Bath Brand Library in Glendale. It's an old 110-year-old former house <laughs> a, that's a library now. Go ask for the leather jacket that you left <laughs> behind. They'll give you a free leather yeah. jacket. Okay, so you want to hear my yes, story? I certainly do. So these, you know, you're always at work. It's always work with you. Work, and that's work, what, work. You live there. You eat there. You see your ghosts there. <laughs> Mine happened out in the world, Greg. Okay. I have pleasure ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I was on my yacht. <laughs> I was on my yacht in Marina del Rey. <laughs> Ever heard of it? I'm Cary Grant now. <laughs> I'm a little bit Cary Grant, a little bit John Mulaney. And a, a little bit of Tony Curtis. <laughs> okay, so I'll start with the lesser one. But this is a, another example of, of Catholic fear, I Okay. Think. But I was scared too this time. Right. We one time went to, me and Melissa went to, to the, the, the famously Catholic Melissa, we went to the San Fernando Mission. Oh, right. And we went to the museum. Like, uh-huh. we paid admission. That, that's funny. <laughs> no, I'm paying admission. Oh, I Get see. Get it? Ah, admission. One, admission. One admission, please. Anyway, that's my ghost story. Uh, <laughs> because there's a ghost of humor in there. <laughs> so we go in there. There's... Obviously, there's stories about right. the San Fernando Mission. Plenty of people died. Bad stuff happened there. Right. The basement i have heard stories is very haunted and okay. where where they were i think they would like mash grapes there so, oh, okay so haunted by references to i love lucy episodes <laughs> but uh we went into the basement and it was creepy like yeah. it's a scary old basement with like giant wine jugs or whatever it's a basement from 17 something exactly something. Yeah. It, it's, it's a basement in los angeles which is scary it's enough, scary enough so. yeah but it was creepy nothing weird happened in there okay and that's my story but then we come upstairs right and it's a downstairs area, but it's not the basement. Okay. Like it's it's basement adjacent, I would say. But it was a special room filled with Virgin Mary statues. Oh, like boy. little Virgin Marys. Yeah. Your little nickname. Virgin Mary. Yeah, was your, that was your oh, nickname. Oh, look who comes over. It's a little Virgin Mary. Here he is, little yeah. Virgin Mary. But it's you lose it yet, little Virgin Mary? Huh? You lose it yet, huh? <laughs> so it's like they're all behind glass. So you know, like figurines, like uh, right. porcelain things. Yeah. Different Virgin Marys in different, I guess not different poses, but the same pose over and over and over. But it looked a little bit different. And in this room, obviously there's lights on and there's music playing. It's this like, almost like music box music. Okay. Just like vaguely religious, like just sort of ding, 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 oh, ding. And we God. go in there, we're looking at all the Virgin Marys. And then the music does the classic like, and then the lights shut off. And we ran out of that room. Oh, my God. And the explanation might be that it was on some sort of a timer. Right. But I don't know. And that was genuinely pretty frightening. I would have been very upset if that had happened to me. It was not... 
my best Catholic experience. It, it's the worst thing that ever happened at the mission. Um, <laughs> that's a joke. I don't mean that sincerely. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty scary. That's very scary. Uh, here's my second one. Okay. Speaking of our yacht, um, which totally exists. Totally exists. And uh, photos online for sure. Just <laughs> yeah. Googled yacht and that's ours. The, posted with your leather jacket yeah. uh, <laughs> picture will be a picture of my yacht. <laughs> we went to Catalina Island. Right. We took a ghost tour there because we love that sort of thing. Right. And we're going around. We're like, man, I, re- I like you said, I would love to see a ghost just to have like, oh, yeah, they do exist. They, yeah. <laughs> then they say he does exist. And then we all and then we all, we all part fade. ways. Yeah. So we, we go on this tour. We don't see anything. We're, we're right. trying really hard. I want to see something. You're staring at doors like shut, shut, shut. Yeah. Shut. I'm staring. I'm like looking through windows like nothing is happening. I'm taking pictures, looking at the pictures. Nothing's happening. Right. Well, we walk through town and there's one grocery store in Catalina. I'm pretty sure I've told you this story. Oh, I might, did, might even told this yeah. story on the podcast before but right. there's one grocery store I think it's a Vons now on Catalina Island right and there's a guy they tell us this on the store there's a guy who used to work there who was like beloved by everybody uh-huh. every every customer knew his name or I guess he knew every customer's name right. it's not that uh, you know he wears a name tag it's Either. not that weird he would jo- he was the jokester Greg. right he would joke around he'd he'd play pranks much like the guy who played Danny Ocean, George right. Clooney. He would like throw bread around. Like he worked in the bread aisle, I guess. And he would throw like loaves of bread at people as a joke. Right. Then the tour concludes. We say, thank you very much. We didn't see a ghost. I'd like my money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you don't give it to me, I swear to God, I'll burn this whole island down. Um, so we <laughs> I'll go- set those buffalo free. I don't care. <laughs> I, yeah, I will put them back on a boat to the mainland. Yeah. <laughs> I will take the one thing you love most, your <laughs> buffalo. Buffalo. So, you know, the usual post ghost store stuff. I threaten people. I get my money back. <laughs> So we decide, you know, let's go see what happens. Let's go to the bread aisle. Okay. We go in the Vons. Which is what you say every time you go to the bread. Let's see what happens. Let's see what I'm going to buy. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Let's see what I'm going to try to make a bologna sandwich out of this time. So we we, Rye. we go in. We walk around. We're like, where's this bread aisle? We find the bread aisle. There's No, there is one other person in the bread aisle. It's me and Melissa and one other person. We walk down the bread aisle. We're like, all right, nothing's happening. All of a sudden unprovoked nobody was around this bread a loaf of bread flies off the <laughs> shelf onto the floor oh and we cannot believe <laughs> what just happened even the other lady looks at us and was like what <laughs> the explanation could be maybe 10 minutes ago someone those packages are kind of slippery someone yeah. put it on weird and it just happened but that is that was pretty weird after we had just heard. It's stuff like that. I'm, I, you can explain it away, but also like the timing. Yeah, you got you got to give it up for the timing. It was very strange. Yes, yeah. So that's my Catalina story. I take my yacht back to <laughs> like this story. Actually, just happened yesterday on Thanksgiving. Is that right? Because this has happened before, and it's now become a pattern. It's happened, I believe, the Thanksgiving last year too, and it the same thing happened yesterday at my parents' house for Thanksgiving because my grandma lived in that house in her last few years. She died a few years ago. Uh And a year and one Thanksgiving ago, there's this, you might have seen it in the hallway leading up to my old bedroom. There's like where the the water heater is. There's like a little closet. Yeah. And there's a door. On Thanksgiving one year ago, all of a sudden that door blows open. (laughs) That's never happened before. There's no reason for that to happen. And the same thing yesterday happened really? on Thanksgiving again. And it it like it doesn't happen any other time of the year. But maybe it's just because it was windy and I don't know. But like two Thanksgivings in a row of my grandma, because my grandma died the year before that. Yeah, it was yeah. 
the first year it happened was the first Thanksgiving since my grandma died. And this is two Thanksgivings in a row that this has blown open. It's kind of weird. I, I, I'm very curious if you leave a plate of food in that little closet and the many... door doesn't blow open. She's like, no, I got it. I got what I wanted. Thank you. I'll just send the rats in to take it. <laughs> you let the rats eat my food. So those are my three ghost stories. Let's get into... Let's hear from callers. Let's hear... Caller, are, are you there? <laughs> Oh, no, we forgot to set up the calls. Oh, no, uh, there's no phones anymore. This first one is from our old friend Maria Wessenauer, uh-huh. who is Miss Maria Official on Instagram. And she helps run the San Fernando Valley Historical Society. And she does a lot of ghosts, to- like not tours, but she does. She goes around and posts pictures of like places people die. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, and that's uh, right. Hollywood Exhumed. Yeah, that's what it is. Hollywood Exhumed. Hollywood Exhumed has a lot of good ghost stories yeah. and, and like death places and, and life places also, <laughs> I guess. So this is her story because she, the Romulo Pico Adobe, mm-hmm. which we once did a live show at and we, we sure did. by old people, the yes. greatest moment of our life. Yes. Uh, so this is her story. I was hosting a private Halloween event for kids at the park of the Romulo Pico Adobe in Mission Hills. That's right next to the mission. Mission, yeah. Uh, Ad Mission Hills, am I right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Everybody write that down. The gates to the park were closed as I and a friend set up for the event. During setup, we both heard the voices of a man and a woman. Randomly, we would stop to hear where the voices were coming from. Every time we did this, the voices would stop, of course. Of course. I decided to walk around the other side of the building, thinking someone had opened the gates and come in. As I made my way around the building, my friend in tow, we heard the voices again. When I reached the other side, I noticed the gates were closed. I turned to her and said, no one is here. Just then, I saw the crown she was wearing as part of her costume, which you got to wear a crown you when you wear. go to the Romulan. Yeah. <laughs> so the crown, part of her costume being yanked off her head Whoa. and her body being flung backwards with it. Our guests arrived shortly after, and it kind of just left my head. In the following spring, I, along with some friends, were filming a sizzle reel for mm-hmm. a paranormal show at the Adobe, not our show. Where was our sizzle reel? Come on. Come on, Maria. What, what does it do? I'm still waiting on my sizzle reel. Oh, and I'm waiting on my sizzler reel. I'm, I'm waiting yeah. on fajitas at Denny's, which sizzle. I like fajitas from Denny's when they sizzle. <laughs> so we invited a psychic medium to walk the grounds. Mm-hmm. He told us that the spirits of a man and woman call the Adobe home. He said that the man is somewhat of a prankster and likes to pinch or tug on people to let himself be known. This is just one of the many experiences I've had there. Curiously enough, they all seem to happen during daylight hours, Whoa. which is Strange. odd. He's going to get me booed. You like that? Is that the kind of thing you like? You know, Craig, you know I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pervert ghost. But um, that that place has, even when we were there, yeah. they she were gave like, us a tour when we were there for. I think we were there to check out the space initially. So she, Maria, gave us a yeah, tour. Yeah, she's like, you want to see where we see ghosts the most <laughs> and the ghost host. But she took us upstairs, and it was just like, a, if I remember, like a doll in a trunk. I'm like, get me out of yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, there, there's some weird stuff in there. I can only imagine what goes on yeah. uh, overnight in this place. Those truly old places. You, you gotta, you kind of have to, you know, I always say like, we don't have a lot of truly, truly old. But that's one of them. But that's w- the missions and the and the Adobe ranches Craig, that are preserved. You, you gotta be willing to pay admission to go to these places. Bad mission. Ba- <laughs> me boo, am I right? <laughs> so let's go to our next one. This one is from our pal, Dr. Shiloh of the LA Not So Confidential oh, podcast. Hi, Dr. Shiloh. Hello, Doc. <laughs> Greetings, Dr. Shiloh. So she says, my nine-year-old daughter and I attended a ghost hunting tour at Heritage Square, okay. which will come up. Another old place, well, a place that has old things. Yes. They're going to come up later. 
where they taught you about Victorian traditions for trying to communicate with the dead. My daughter has some sensitivities and was just starting to lean into her mediumship gifts at this time. In the Hale House, a colorful Victorian, the group sat in a circle holding different vintage objects. The idea was to try and connect with the person that used to own the object and to see if anything came through. My daughter was holding an old pair of eyeglasses as she sat next to me and it seemed fairly uneventful during the session. Afterwards, she decided to share with me that as she was holding the eyeglasses, she felt a human hand on the side of her neck. Maybe it was the same one who tapped your neck. Yeah. Me boo. It wasn't threatening. It just rested its hand there. And okay. my, and just a, kind of more threatening to yeah. me. Like, I'm not... I'm not doing anything. Yeah, I'm just hanging. And there's a guy hanging. <laughs> and mind you, she had on a coat with a collar that covered her neck. Plus, I Whoa. was sitting right next to her the entire time. At the end of the tour, we told the staff what had happened and asked if we could go back over to the house and try using her spirit communication app. Which, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is going to drain your data. It is going to drain your data. We joked it, about it, it before, but those ghosts, they use so much data. They really do. They love it. They, they can't look things up. They're streaming. They're FaceTiming. Well, what's what's scary? Their um, lack of FaceTiming. Yeah. They're screaming. We could do more. I, I hope not. <laughs> this app essentially has voices come through it as a means of communication with spirits. We stood at the front of the house and she asked out loud, who touched my neck earlier tonight? Which I yell in front of every Victorian house I go to. Yep. Clear as day, we heard a voice say, William. <laughs> and then nothing else. When we went back to tell the staff, they informed us that the house next door was the William Perry house, which wow. I read that as the Perry Mason house and that that uh, that that clogged the gears. Yeah, we knew it was called the Perry house. I'm still seeing Perry Mason, but we did not know the origins or that there was a William associated with it. Needless to say, she now has a paranormal podcast for kids called <laughs> Beyond the Gravestone. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, that sounds grave. Um, <laughs> I don't know how people react when a ghost touches them. It's never happened to me, but I would jump out of my skin. The idea of that is very upsetting yeah, to me. Yeah, it's very upsetting. That, that something would touch me. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to stand in a dark hallway and freak me out, but like, if you're touching me, come on. I freaked out when I you know, double tap on my neck, which was was probably most likely a twitch and I freaked out. That was just a vampire trying to get your veins to come <laughs> just out. Just trying to, like, oh, their veins are in here somewhere. <laughs> come on, come get on. that tying off your neck. He's like, uh, he's checking my pulse. 90 over 30. He's got low blood sugar. I don't want this. I want that real sugary yeah, stuff. Yeah, I want that good stuff. Okay, so now so we're entering a Reddit section okay. of the podcast because I went on Reddit and that was an ordeal. It's always an ordeal when I go on Reddit, right. but I put on there in a couple LA related subreddits like, hey, what are your LA ghost stories? Both of them got the response of, I tell you, I was supposed to go on a date with someone and she didn't respond to my text and I got ghosted. Oh, save it for the open mic. It happened on both of them. Like both the ones I did got the same thing and people were like, this is the funniest thing ever said this on Reddit. This is the single greatest thing that's ever happened. I've never been to an open mic and had to heard that 90 times. This is so funny. So aside from Reddit just being a cesspool of bad jokes used over and over again, this one came from Irish Punk 62. Cool. I was born and raised in the San Fernando Valley. I grew up next to Van Nuys airport across from what is now Lake Balboa. In oh, okay. the 80s, it was part of Cicero Bro's farm. Okay. How Cicero Bro is. How far back is that? <laughs> yeah, what 80s? Yeah, 1880s. Uh, oh, this person is a ghost. <laughs> Irish Punk 62. I posted on uh, If You're a Ghost subreddit and I got all these... R slash no living people allowed. <laughs> so I've seen at least three planes crash there and even Whoa. a UFO experience. Our Ooh, first UFO really? Thing. 
once before it became a park in the late 80s, early 90s. But this particular story happened in the mid 90s, a couple of years after I graduated high school. I had a date that, oh God, I tw- what if I like didn't read this through? And then it's one long setup to, and she ghosted, ghosted me. me. <laughs> but she's also been dead for 10 years. <laughs> I had a date that I had just dropped off back at her place in Simi Valley. Mm. As I was driving home on the 118, I saw a tannish 70s style land boat, a Ford Thunderbird maybe, on the side of the road and a middle-aged woman next to it. The emergency lights were blinking, so I pulled over to see if I could help. I backed my car up towards hers and stepped to get out. As I closed my door, I looked up and there was nothing there. (laughs) No car, no lady, just rocks of Stony Point in the background. That's upsetting. And that's near Manson territory. That is near Manson territory. That's upsetting. That's very upsetting. That's pretty scary. Yeah. Oh, wait, there's more. And she didn't return my texts. Boo! <laughs> no, that's where the boo, yeah, that's where the, the non-scary d- boos come in. Uh, yeah, that's an upset, like, to be like, all right, I'll be a good citizen. Yeah. And to, and to, for a ghost to treat you like that. Yeah, to, I pulled over for you. That's the thing about, like, that's one. Or if she was in the backseat when he was driving away. <laughs> that's one element of ghost things is, like, the confidence. Like, I pull over and you turn around, and it's the confidence of turning around knowing you're going to see something and it's not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like, oh, like, like psychologically, cosmically upsetting. Yeah, or unless the lady was like, who's this? And she got back in the car and drove away. <laughs> but, uh, a ghost is pulling over. So let's get to the next Reddit one. This is from Albert Aidstein. Okay. <laughs> Cool. That's a great name. This is not mine, but my mother's. She used to work at the Greek theater, which has some ghost stories of its own. Oh, wow. Most notably, one of a little girl being killed there. Don't Uh know this story. She would set up the performer's room. Not the little girl. This guy's mom. Oh. She would set up the performer's rooms with all the accommodations they wanted. You know, take out the green M&Ms. Right. She would plate and make the food, a plate of green M&Ms. The kitchen was underground, and below the kitchen was a storage room where they kept plates and kitchen supplies. Yeah. Your your green M&M scoopers. Yeah. According to her, no one else would go down there because of the feeling the room gave people. She said she opened the door and saw all the plates levitating. And then this person has the gall to then say, and she didn't return my text. Uh, (laughs) This person has the gall to say, not too scary, but still creepy. I dare say that's scary. scary. To see a bunch of levitating plates. No, not anything levitating. Get it out of here. I don't, I don't want it near me. Uh, That's like those stories where like you, they have a great moment in Sixth Sense. I think Poltergeist too, when you like walk out of the kitchen and come back and like all the doors are open up or like all the chairs are stacked on the table and you're like, oh God. Oh, my job's made easier. (laughs) We got another kitchen story coming up also. Oh, great. But I, I contacted a few like theater places to try to get like what happened in the theater yeah, so yeah. I, I'm glad I wanted more of like I went backstage in the Hollywood Bowl and <laughs> John Lennon was there let's go to our next Reddit one it's from Super Jana my fiance spent a night on the Queen Mary for a wedding oh, okay. and says he woke up in the middle of the night and saw a ghost sitting at the foot of his bed Ugh, the worst oh and also the ghosts that live in the tunnels under Grand Park and the courthouses all have names they've been seen enough times don't know about them but you've have you ha- you've stayed the night th- this might be sleep paralysis by the way I should have asked super Janice Catholic but you've you've stayed on the Queen Mary I did yeah as I joked before I was haunted more by ghost tours than ghosts because <laughs> like it, it, we, it was at, at the end of a hallway on like a supposedly haunted part of yeah. so I would wake up and just hear like and this is the part where then it died um, <laughs> we both she woke up in the morning and she was like quick quick look quick and under the door was a piece of paper and we're like it was just the bill, but we were there was a minute or two we're like, oh no, there is an afterlife and it doesn't look nice and you have to stay on this boat forever and they make you pay every day. There is an afterlife and the city won't fund to repair it. <laughs> but it, that is an incredibly spooky place. 
Lifting Mary. I still, I have never been aboard. Yeah, Avast, but Avast. I, I would love land lover. I, I would love to. I would love to board them yes. and see some ghosts. This next one is from So Dan Cool on Reddit. Hi. The old Cinemark North Hollywood bottom floor was apparently haunted by a little kid. No source, but I heard it multiple times growing up. I've been there m- many times. I've never seen a little. I've never seen a little kid anywhere. You've sort of left out the many times you've been somewhere and felt something and later found out it was haunted i mean we've talked about it before who me yeah i coral cafe oh okay and a theater in san pedro which we've both talked about before okay the thing you're saying that i felt was the urge to use the toilet (laughs) because i went uh, both at the coral cafe and the theater in san pedro the fox theater yeah I had to go to the bathroom and I used, I was like, I, I, I don't kind of like going, I don't like you doing don't. that in a public place. But both of those places, I had to use the bathroom. And afterwards, for both of those places, we learned, oh, the bathrooms are haunted. Like that's the, that is the haunted, haunted place. bathroom. Yeah. And there's even from the Coral Cafe, I think there's like, they have footage online of like right. something seeming to run out of the bathroom. And it's not me, I swear. <laughs> I run into the bathroom. I stroll out confidently as if nothing had I happened. strut out of the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I guess I did. I think in the San Pedro one, I did feel like this is, I don't like being here yeah. for many reasons. And then we learn like, oh yeah, that's the haunted bathroom. The haunted bathroom, yeah. My sister also- Is a ghost. Uh, oh yeah, did I not? We come from a mixed family. <laughs> uh, my dad's Casper. My mom is- Catholic. Oh, is he? <laughs> My mom's Catholic, my dad's Casper. How did they get along? <laughs> they met at sleep paralysis. <laughs> sleep paralysis camp? Yeah. So my sister, yeah. she has, my, my sister claims to, she's, she believes in ghosts. She claims to feel things okay. at places. I don't poo-poo that. She, at the duck pond at the long house, because the duck pond, you know, there's supposed, people have seen like little kids in the, ta- in the right. taller house in the window, they've seen little kids. And the long house also is supposedly haunted. And my sister has been in particular rooms in that house and been like, I think Melissa too actually might have felt the same way in the same room, not knowing of like, I don't like, like this is a weird room. I don't like being in here. And my, my sister also in her old apartment near here, she said one time she woke up and there was a little kid in her room, Oh, but she wasn't scared. Like my sister isn't afraid of ghosts, right, although right. she's afraid of horror movies like she can't watch horror movies but she's not afraid of real ghosts yeah like a kid in the room who doesn't belong there yeah but she said she saw a little kid like a little girl come up to her in her room Uh, (laughs) i don't know if she says it casually you're saying it very casually right now and i feel like that's terrifying i've always said like a horror movie like they try to concentrate so much on like how it should be to be trapped with a ghost and they, they overdo it because sometimes all you need to do is like somewhere like an old person in a place where they shouldn't be (laughs) Like if you walk, like at the rave, like if you do a whole movie of a woman who lives alone and suddenly a kid runs from one room to another, that's terrifying. Okay. From what I understand, the kid wasn't running because my sister is that she teaches elementary school. She would have told him to slow down. She would have made her stay in for recess. (laughs) No, no, no ethereal plane for you. You have to stay in because you were running. You don't get to eat ghost manna. (laughs) She's told me this before that she feels like ghosts of children feel they can come to her because she works with kids and they're like, help me. But um, help me, I can't do the long division. I was gonna say the same thing. (laughs) Help me, I don't know what my vowels are. I think she's had more, but those are the ones I'm aware of. Okay. Look, Which but, sister? Uh, Jessica. Okay. She's also Catholic. Well, one of my sisters- I don't know what happened. Yeah. She was, she's the black sheep. She's evangelical. She was born evangelical. We don't know what happened. <laughs> we don't know what, She was just born this way. Okay. So let's go, let's go to our next one. This one is from our old pal. We have so many old pals. Tommy 
Jelena's Jelena? Oh yeah, Tommy from Valley Relics. Yeah, this is from Tommy at Valley Relics. Because he when we had interviewed him a while back, he told us a ghost story. And I want like, what was it again? Yeah. So we I think we posted it a long time ago, but they had these mannequins in their old place and they still have them. Yeah. They had these old mannequins that was on like a slab foundation. Right. Mannequins again. No like um, them. or were they just bodies they found? <laughs> um he said that they were very stable, almost impossible to knock over. Mm-hmm. And one time at 3 a.m. on their security footage, they caught the mannequin falling oh, over. <laughs> no, thanks. And by downplaying it, I find that pretty creepy. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy, that is pretty cre- yeah. creepy. You know how creepy? Mannequins are involved. This next one is, uh, this one has some history in it. This okay. one is from Cece DeVere. Oh, Cece DeVere. So it's a whole little story. This is, okay. uh, is a good little story. She said it was in a magazine and everything. Oh, wow. Okay. There's some quotes. Uh, let me get into my characters. Yes. Are you here for the museum or the saloon? The parking lot attendant asked me. Uh, sorry, I was still shaking pretty badly. Five minutes earlier, I was on the westbound 101, signaling to merge into the exit lane when a massive Cadillac Escalade zoomed in like a bat out of hell and cut me off, coming mere inches from my comparatively little Toyota. Don't uh-huh. t- don't sell yourself short. That's also very scary. Yeah. Uh, it's, the, the 101, am I no. right? That's the biggest ghost story. And <laughs> no one returned my text. Different size cars. Not downplaying that. Not scary because no, it goes scary. Yeah, that's scary because a giant car could just like eat you up. Yeah, and, uh, and look, I'm here in the safety of a haunted old rancho. So the attendant explained that the lot was shared by the Leonis Adobe Museum and the cantina next door. That's the Sagebrush Cantina. Yeah. It was just after 10 a.m. and I was there for the house, not a margarita fueled brunch. The Leonis Adobe is one of the rarest of rare places in Los Angeles County, a surviving relic of our old West past. Mm-hmm. The museum's entrance is routed through the Plummer House, a Victorian cottage relocated from Plummer Park in West Hollywood and now the visitor center for the Leonis Adobe. You will see framed pictures of the house, Miguel Leonis, his wife Espiritu, and their daughter Marcelina. You will see replicas of Don Miguel's pistols. What you won't see is the brutal years-long struggle Espiritu went through to keep a house that was rightfully hers. Yeah. The house is a long and generously sized adobe with a wide wooden porch, probably built in the 1840s. In the 19th century, the surrounding land was Rancho El Escorpion. Scorpion Ranch. Scorpion Ranch. Today, the house is surrounded by calabasas, Spanish for pumpkins or squashes. I didn't know that. Did Duolingo teach you in Calabasas is day one of I Duolingo. I haven't got the food yet. Manzana, <laughs> naranja, that's it. Banana. Manana. <laughs> Locals have long lionized Miguel Leonis. The mm-hmm. now closed continuation high school in Woodland Hills was named for him. An immigrant from France's Basque country, he became the third richest man in California before his death in 1889. Fantastical claims abound that Don Miguel was illiterate and only spoke Basque. Ghost. Greg's soundproofing just fell over. Either we don't know what we're doing after 10 years, or that's a ghost, baby. That's a ghost right there. They don't like facts coming out. This is the place where... This is, what is this, good history? This is where facts go to die, the <laughs> LA Meekly podcast. There were rumors that he was so strong, he threw a stolen safe into the river, oh or that God. he was a drunk. Most of the story should be taken with an entire canister of salt. <laughs> court, court records reveal a glimpse of the real Don Miguel. This is the guy, if you don't remember, who allegedly fought the monster of Elizabeth Lake. Oh, you're right. And sent it packing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, you're right. This is, is, I knew the the, the owner. Yeah, this, if there's one Basque legend we've talked about on this show, <laughs> it's him. It's Don Miguel. Miguel arrived in Los Angeles, became the foreman of Rancho El Escorpion, and bought out his boss's half of the ranch. The other half belonged to Espiritu Chihula Menendez, a Spanish-speaking half Shumash and half Keech widow of, with a young son. The land had belonged to her father, Odin. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, boy. That's a god. Uh, yeah. Careful. <laughs> Be careful with this one. Yeah. A chief of the Shumash village, Humaliwo, 
aka Malibu. Uh-huh. Pictures of Miguel and Espiritu hang in the parlor. Mannequins resembling Miguel and Espiritu stand in the kitchen. Oh, thanks. Put those outside. <laughs> Some visitors report seeing Miguel's ghost. I wonder how many of them just got spooked by the mannequins. It was you and me. <laughs> me. <Right? laughs> yeah. It's a ghost or a body. It's probably not a mannequin, though. <laughs> Can I buy his jacket? <laughs> Two-story adobes are very rare. Miguel added the second story in the 1870s and enclosed a veranda to accommodate a sturdy wooden staircase. Coming upstairs, I felt like I was being watched. Weird. But not by Miguel. It felt like an exhausted elderly woman who did not trust me in her house. <sighs> That's always amazing when people have that feeling of being watched, but it's so... Sus- From a particular person. Like, I know exactly the feeling yeah. like well, i'm not speaking for me i'm just saying like that feeling and then like it's a kid who died here from polio like that's so interesting to me and i hear that from a lot of people like like there's just an understanding almost like when you're dreaming and you're in a mall but you're like it's also my bedroom right 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 and right just right. an understanding of like i know where i am yeah this lady was born between 1919 <laughs> 1921 she has a slight vitamin deficiency from yeah. the depression you sound like a psychic cop like a psychic detective so a, a highly decorated trunk in a spiritus bedroom is the only original stick of furniture a spiritus red velvet canopy bed was recreated from contemporary accounts i couldn't stay in a spiritus bedroom for long the feeling of being watched was too intense this is a similar thing to my sister yeah and it continued until I stepped out onto the upstairs wow. veranda. Miguel and Espiritu's only child together, Marcelina, died of smallpox at age 20. Miguel eventually recruited his nephew, John Baptiste, these Basques, to come to the rancho and eventually take it over. Yeah. Six weeks later, Miguel was dead, mortally wounded in a wagon accident in the Coenga Pass. Yikes. The monster of Elizabeth Lake got its revenge. Yeah, I have bird friends too, you know. And they can uh, really do some damage on your wagon. <laughs> in his will, Miguel claimed that Espiritu was his housekeeper, not his wife. Oh. He left her a pittance, left Rancho El Escorpion and his fortune to his siblings in France, uh-huh. and stated that she would get nothing if she contested the will. Espiritu hired a good attorney and contested the will anyway, demanding half of their estate as his widow. The court battle raged for weeks. Dozens of witnesses were called upon to testify as to whether Miguel and Espiritu were married or not. Marcelina's headstone was even entered into evidence. Oh my god. <laughs> Can we bring in... And this- Exhibit A. Don't open the box. The Los Angeles Times gleefully raked all the muck it could and published a tabloid worthy story <sighs> claiming a spiritu now in her 50s had married an 18 year old man good for her get yours girl <laughs> nothing sounds like calabasas to me <laughs> a spiritu was awarded half the estate but it wasn't over Early L.A. had no shortage of con artists with no qualms oh whatsoever about trying to cheat a two-time widow out of her house. Espiritu was in court off and on for 16 years. Oh my God. Nine months after the last court battle ended, Espiritu passed away, leaving the house to her son from her first marriage. The house had been abandoned and left to rot when Miguel began fixing it up. It was abandoned and left to rot again in the 1950s. The house was nearly torn down in 1962 for a grocery store parking lot. Oh or my they should, God. It, they, they wanted it to be the vomiting field for people coming out of the <laughs> brunch from say Dresh Cantina. Instead, it became Los Angeles Historic Cultural Monument number one. Whoa, that's number one? That's number one oh. with a bullet. An old house abandoned twice, owned and nearly lost multiple times by a woman living in a stacked deck and nearly bulldozed for a parking lot. The adobe is a truly remarkable survivor still standing between the 101 and Calabasas Road surrounded by kitschy faux Western and faux Spanish storefronts. We call it the Leonis Adobe, but I personally consider it Espiritu's house. Good for it. That's great. So, so I'm sure that's my favorite kind of not only my favorite kind of ghost story, but like my favorite an angry kind of old woman, angry old woman. Yeah. yeah, but also my favorite kind of history thing of like I learned a lot, but also I'm a little bit scared of it. <laughs> 
Well, whether we intend that or not, that's usually how our listeners leave our episodes. Most episodes, yeah. And uh, Cece DeVere, as well, is also trying to save the Viper Room, too. So right. uh, you should, you know, check her out. Check out the, the effort she's trying to put together because Viper Room, it would be another awful thing to lose on Sunset Strip. Because I drive by Meltdown sometimes and it really bums me out. This next one is from our... but Oh, my God. I always forget how to properly pronounce his last name. <laughs> David Can. Or Khan. I, I, I'm so rude. You you are. <laughs> he literally sent us a video of how to yep. pronounce his name. Yep. But he said it both ways. It was his cousin who was like running yeah. for government. And they said it both ways. And it just got stuck in my head. I still don't know. Like, I'll, I'll say it both ways. Yeah. David Can, David Khan. Great guy. I'm sorry. It is, but I'm sorry. His name is David Can, David Khan. <laughs> there's David Can, and then there's the evil version of him, David Khan. Can! Alternately. This one's a, this is a weird one. The weirdest, scariest thing that happened to me in LA was while I was in grad school at UCLA. It was late on Christmas Eve. Oh boy. Perfect time for ghosts. Yeah. My family doesn't celebrate Christmas. So he's not Catholic. He doesn't get sleep paralysis. I was visited by three ghosts, but first my old business partner had to intro the ghosts. He had to be like, okay, this is what you're doing. He's the host. He's, he's the MC. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, your, I'm the MC of Christmas Eve. <laughs> Tonight, we've got three great ghosts for you. So I thought I could get some extra work done Christmas Eve at UCLA. I was working on my PhD in math. Anyway, I was headed to my office on the third floor of the math sciences building. Then I heard this labored, low-toned giggling. Oh, think young Frankenstein, right? Which, if the story ended there, that's enough. Yeah. Then down the hall comes a large man, three hundred pounder, clothed only in a t-shirt, but he wasn't wearing it on his torso. He was wearing it wrapped around his head. He kept coming closer and closer. I turned tail and ran. I talked it over with me pals later. Yeah. My, my, he might have meant my, no. my Oh, pal. no, no, no. He's a pirate. So he's he got his PhD in pirating. Right, right. Math pirating, yeah. A logistics for pirate ships. So I talked it over with me pals later, and we speculated it was one of the weird IT computer guys who also <laughs> had offices in that building, Okay, but we never really found out. Oh, and it turns out others have encountered this naked ogre, so I wasn't hallucinating. Oh. I don't know How what to make of How strange that is. Very strange if it's a ghost. Yeah. Almost more strange if it's someone who works at UCLA. That's very weird. It is upsetting. And yeah. I've, I've heard from, because Melissa used to work at UCLA, apparently not the math building, but the old medical offices uh-huh. have a lot of weird things that, because they have like, like in the, again, like the basement area, there's like a, like weird medical trinkets down there and apparently people have some weird stories Ooh. so some weird stuff is going on but i don't know what to like that that's what's- <laughs> to see like so because so many ghosts are like you know we joke like little victorian boys or like an old lady who's like set me free uh, my murderer's name is you know <laughs> i don't know how to code the yeah. free, free me from my coding duties but was the guy naked yeah but like na- like completely naked he just- sounds like with a t-shirt wrapped around his head he and no pants and no pants no shirt no pants that's Upsetting. Again, me boo. Like this is another. If it's if it's a ghost, me boo. But if it's a person who works at UCLA, I'm talking to the human resources. Right, department. right. This is a call. This is a, a police report has to be filed. Yeah, yeah. That's a weird one. Speaking of medical offices, there's one on my newest route, which is the Thalberg Building, which is quite old. There's an annex, like you know, just part of the building but exterior, and that that apparently used to be. I don't know if it was a mortuary or the room where they would like a crematory. I think it was Wait a, a minute. Crematorium. Why would there be a mortuary? Because it wasn't always okay. uh, the lot. So like we lost another R gang kid. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, burn them up. We don't need any evidence. We can always get a new spanky. Yeah, the, the orphanage won't let us take any more if we keep showing, we keep leaving bodies all over the river. Yeah, but the, it, it used to be a crematory, then they okay. bought the building and it turned it into like offices and yeah, stuff. We bought a crematory. We bought a crematory. Um, that's sequel. <laughs> or when the, the zoo doesn't. The zoo didn't work out. There's no money in zoos. People always need a crematorium. That's a very scary story. That's a, I think of all the ones we've heard, I would be, because like he ran away. Yeah, he, yeah. I would have ran away too. I, part of me would be like, I don't want to be rude. Yeah. Like this guy's being weird. I don't want to be rude and make him feel bad though. This naked 300 pound man who might be a ghost. <laughs> I mean, good for him for running away. Yeah, I would have walked right into the the mouth of the beast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm a people person and yeah. you get like your neck broken. I'm not... Yeah. <laughs> I don't judge people, David, <laughs> as I'm burning in hell. Okay, so one more before we take a break. Okay. This one, it's not from LA, but okay. I made an exception because it's tradition in these listener submitted questions. We always have something submitted by our old pal, Carl Tart. Carl Tart. Carl Tart is always involved, but he didn't have an LA ghost story. Uh-huh. He had one that he thought maybe, but he thinks it's just because he was a 10-year-old who just moved away from, from his home Fair. into a new city. But this one takes place in Big Bear, which okay. I think we both have a little bit of a Big Bear story. I know you do. but I do, yeah. So Carl Tart says, I went to Big Bear with some friends, which Big Bear, LA's haunting ground. <laughs> you know, of all the we have Mammoth, we have Arrowhead, we have like a lot of like mountain yeah, kind of getaways. Getaways, yeah, that are still like kind of close enough. Of all of those, Big Bear is the one where I hear the most of like something weird happened in yeah. Big Bear recently. <laughs> LA's meth lab, Big Bear. When Palmdale is too ugly, but you do like meth, Big Bear. <laughs> Big Bear is Palmdale with shade. And a lake. And a lake, yeah. (laughs) So I went to Big Bear with some friends. It was a few couples there, and I'm perpetually single, not by choice, but by circumstances. Is this a dating pod? (laughs) Uh, It can be. But I'm going to dock points from this for Carl trying to weasel his way into getting a date out of our show. <laughs> it, this is just a long con to be like, and I was ghosted. Imagine it came from him. <laughs> what if all of these ended with, and they didn't return my text? Like, I knew that these were all just pranks on yeah. me, but I purposely cut out the end. But So just imagine every single one of these stories ends with, and and the and she didn't return my text. Yeah. Uh, so I was casted out to this weird hallway bed by a set of basement stairs. Yikes. It wasn't a basement. I would have gone. <laughs> there was no TV which I used to unhealthily fall asleep every night. Right. Anyway, in the middle of the night, I'm sleeping and something sort of wakes me up. I feel like someone sits on the edge of my bed. I feel the bed depress. There's no light, so I don't see anyone and I don't hear anyone moving around, but the bed depressed near my legs. The next morning, I woke up and questioned everyone. They all denied. He's much more courageous than I am. Oh, or I guess it's polite, but how do you feel someone at the edge of the bed and not just start randomly You kicking? don't want to be rude, you Greg. <laughs> I would do the bicycle kick from Mortal Kombat so fast <laughs> if I felt somebody in the dark sitting on the bed. There's no way. Like, hey, you sat in the, on the bed in the dark. You're going to get kicked. I'm going to shove to make sure that you are you all ghosts? Are you incorporeal? Me and Carl Tart are very polite people, which is why we are both now roasting in hell next to the demons that pulled us in with them. Okay, here's my big bear stories. Yeah, um, that's upsetting Carl Tart, by the way. But bed stuff. Bed stuff. Bed st- someone standing over your bed looking at you. Someone, you wake up and someone's at the foot of your bed. Someone sits on the bed. Maybe he should have said, hey, are you single? He was looking for a date. I noticed you were all alone. I'm I'm single and ready to uh, jingle, but like the chains are jingling. Single, ready to tingle. Yeah, like spine tingling. Um, okay. I don't know if you caught that. I'm single, ready to sleep paralysis. 
I'm sleep paralysis curious. He's he's like under the covers. I'm Catholic. <laughs> Come get me. Okay, so here's what happened to me and Big Bear. Yeah. A, a long time ago, it was a similar situation. It was me and Alberto and like a, a few people. Mm-hmm. We all went to Big Bear and I was with Melissa at the time, but Melissa couldn't come. So it was a similar thing of like there were couples and then there was me. But I wasn't looking to mingle or tingle or jingle. Even when you're single, you weren't. I know. <laughs> Don't talk to me. If you're a girl, I'm not. I'm. I'm taken I, by I, my mommy. I'm single and I don't want to mingle. I, 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 please don't make me talk to anybody. <laughs> so we went. There was a lot of weird things happening there. First off, they had like a a little upstairs sort of loft, but it was like it was almost like a TV sitcom set where like there were stairs going up and it just went to like a door. Oh, but there was no like walls or anything. Like you could see the upstairs. No, area. there was. It went to there was a room up there that you had to enter through a door. Okay, and you walked upstairs to this little balcony. But the door was locked and they specifically said, do not go in that room. And above that room was a, a scythe, like a full, oh, like, right. a, like a reaper scythe hanging above it. So that was one weird thing. Don't go in that room. You're going to ruin the surprise for the middle of the night. <laughs> you don't want to know what we're going to do with the scythe early. Yeah. <laughs> so that was one weird thing. And another weird thing was that because it was an Airbnb and it was a uh, obviously uh, we didn't we bought the cabin for the <laughs> weekend. Scythe unseen. Scythe unseen. Scythe unseen. The problem was the scythe was very seen, (laughs) but the phone kept ringing. Like every couple hours, the phone would ring and we didn't want to answer the phone. Right, because you don't live there. Yeah, and and then we saw, I can't remember exactly what it says, but there was like a crocheted thing. It wasn't like the official, like, here's the rules of the house. It was just like a kit, like you'd get this at Home Goods or something. It was like grandma's rules of the house. And it was crocheted like- And it was in Latin. (laughs) It said grandma's rules of the house in English. And then it was all in in Aramaic. (laughs) It was like, you know, like the first ones were like, don't make a mess. You're not going to clean up. Oh, right. Don't forget to skin your fish before you eat them. Yeah, the kind of thing that it's in, if it's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the last scene is like, that gets covered in like a splatter of blood. And it's like, don't, yeah. But then the, last one on this it either said something like it was something like don't answer the phone like it was that it was that, that blunt yeah it was that weird like it, it was very upsetting but then even beyond that i was alberto was with francis they got a room and then two other people my two other friends they both didn't have any plus ones either so they were like oh we're sharing a room together <laughs> Well, let me think about that for a second. Uh, Oh, did I just hit a revelation? (laughs) Hang on. They are married now. I guess that's where they met. So I had to sleep in a room alone. And for some reason, I thought it would be less scary to leave the bedroom door open. So in the middle of the night, I woke up and I heard one single footstep. Oh, God. And that was it. So that, that's my big bear thing. Okay. I know you have some weird big bear stuff. Yeah, they're all weird. They're also very, like, one's just sleep paralysis where, you know, we, we my family has a cabin in big bear. <laughs> You're so Catholic. <laughs> I'm proving how Catholic I am constantly. I don't need to go to church. I get sleep paralysis. When we're upstairs, I'm obsessed with the idea of somebody downstairs trying to break in. Especially knowing that like Richard Ramirez would sneak into places and just stand in the dark waiting for his eyes to adjust before he attacked people. God. Or like the BTK killer would scope a house out and then just wait in the shower until the person went to bed or wait in like a closet the whole night and then just strike in the middle of the night, which is terrifying to me. But I'm, I, if I'm upstairs, I'm constantly listening to if anything is going on downstairs because I'm right. so far away because the staircase is really long. So I had sleep paralysis one night of hearing someone come up the stairs and I was just like, wake me up! But like 
I could, my body was just like blah, 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 blah. that was really scary. Uh, it's always kind of creeped me out. Like during the day, it's fine, and at night, like I just get so creeped out by being surrounded by the darkness and stuff. And it's very dark up there. And uh, so I, I, you know, there there are spots that like the whole family could be there, and there was there was just like things that upset you very easily. And uh, my sister in law's best friend Leonor went up there. And she came back down. She's always been somebody who was like, your aura is very green. Like she's very <laughs> uh, energy. Like she has, she does energy stuff, whatever that's called. And she went up there and she came back and she's like, oh yeah, there's like three spots of the cabin that are like, they're like purple. They're like, they're not good spots. Can she taste them also? No, she's not. It, it's not. She's like, got, she's a medium with misophonia. <laughs> no, misophonia. Synesthesia. Synesthesia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's not that. She was just like, oh yeah, there's a weird, there's like three weird spots. And she said what the spots were. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I know for sure the top of the stairs, when I'd walk by, I would never look up. Or if I looked up, I always expected to see something. And she's like, yeah, the top of the stairs is a weird spot. I'm like, God damn it. There's another spot where it always just kind of feels weird. But then the, in front of the kitchen sink, there's something. Ada's seen it too. I've seen it up to recently. It, it's either the way the light is, because it's like an overhead. What are they called? Like a like the light bars with a cover, uh, like fluorescent fluorescent lighting. light, like a fluorescent light bar, like operating room lighting. Exactly. Yeah. So it it's that. It's at an angle. It's that the you know drawers are low. It's a weird thing. But whenever I'm washing dishes, I always see a shadow move to the left, like past you. And you're like, weird. well, maybe it's the way I'm moving, and like you could justify <laughs> it. But I know several times, and the same thing with Ada too. Where it's like it feels like not only is someone watching me from behind me but it feels like there's always a sidestep shadow like That's it feels weird. like an exterior shadow there and it's very upsetting you gotta get a dishwasher this is my solution to you wash dishes in the tub who are you gonna call <laughs> maytag <laughs> oh i went up there alone once because i needed to write and i thought it would be a good idea to go up there alone and it was very much not a good idea and i became uh, once again you be, i like become obsessed with things and a thought entered my mind in the middle of the night that somebody was upstairs wearing a blonde wig and they were <laughs> pretending to cry to get me to go up there. Oh, it was Andy Warhol. <laughs> oh, you didn't know? Andy Warhol's there to visit. That's the worst thing you've ever said to me. That, and it might like, I, I that could, someone's trying to lure you. That, yeah, they're pretending to cry to lure me to go upstairs and I could see so perfectly they're covering their face, but the, the blonde wig they're wearing is not real. And is, that, I be- is that Sia? Yeah, it's Sia. Okay. Yeah, it was Sia was up there. Uh, like I knew it wasn't happening, but my brain was convincing me that it was real. And all night I would hear we have a, a wooden porch, but the first step is stone. And I'd hear it, and I would open the thing, and nobody was out there. And I'd hear it all night, and it was almost like the stroke of each hour. It, I would just hear the two steps, and I went and I opened up. I went upstairs to look down at, it, which was also terrifying because being upstairs in general, like every time me and Ada go. I do an upstairs check and I open all the open up everything. I look under the beds. I just do like a check. Like no one's been waiting for me. Right. It's and just it, a blonde wig. On it's the just floor. a blonde wig on the floor with blood everywhere. Um, but like, yeah, the, the cabin is a, I'm very spiritually weirded out. I'm also like, not only it's not just ghosts. It's like you read too many true crime stories. Yeah, You've done this to you, yourself. I've done, I've clearly done this to myself. The area like is also the woods, the woods and the people woods. who live in the woods. And like, maybe they get their kicks from killing people in town and getting away with it. And they're, in with the sheriff. <laughs> That's why everybody uh, in Big Bear is blonde. Blonde, yeah, <laughs> blonde wigs. All right, we're gonna take a little break now, okay. so you can take a breather from these scary stories. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give Greg a robe to try on, <laughs> and uh, we'll be back. We'll be back in Los Angeles with some ghosts. Greg, what day is it? <laughs> I don't know. I thought I knew. I wish there was like a series of squares that represented what day it was, and I always somehow knew. Well, guess what, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who are you talking to? Is someone else in the room? Is there someone, about, is there someone really stupid? Yeah. <laughs> to cure your stupidity, we have got, if you haven't heard, our official LA Meekly 365 Days of Los Angeles History 2023 wall calendars for sale, if you haven't heard. I saw them for the first time today. They are beautiful. They're he, pretty nice. He made sure to put all 12 months in the correct order. That's yeah, great. Not like last time. No. <laughs> I've got two Junes. <laughs> So if you want your calendar, th- these are $35 shipping included. Mm-hmm. Get them for the LA history lover in your life or the LA Meekly fan in your yeah. life. They're not always uh, one in the same. Some people like LA Meekly, don't like LA history. That's fine. A lot of people like LA history, don't like LA Meekly. And I, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> you can get these at lameeklypodcast.com slash merch. You can see them and send us a message to order it or Instagram at LA underscore Meekly. If Twitter exists, LA Meekly. Or you can email us, la.meekly at gmail.com. So that's $35 shipping included. If you got it last year, we've got, I'm going to go out on a limb, lawsuits be damned, more than 85% new dates on this calendar. Look at that. I'm going to say it. That's great that you're so bold. The legal department loves that this. That loves that you take bold proclamations without fact-checking, but you I know what? I kind of did the math. I'm not great <laughs> at percentages, but I, it's something like that. There's a number on top of another lumber, and there's a line in the middle. <laughs> it, what do you want? Um, We've got pie <laughs> new dates and nice new pictures, mostly taken by me, except for a couple historical, uh, ones. historical ones. Yeah. That are public domain. <laughs> Don't get mad at me, legal department. Who Who's going to come after me? The Coconut Grove? Yeah. The Daughters of the Coconut Grove are going to come after me? (laughs) The Daughters of the Golden Coconut. (laughs) But yeah, so that's $35 shipped included. But we've got a special offer. If you run a company, you have employees, you have clients, Mm -hmm. you have, or if you have a massive family, we are offering bulk order prices for these calendars. So if you order 50 of them, you will get a 15% discount on all of that. Big. If you order 100 of them, you will get a 30% discount on all of this. So this is the perfect, like these are great to give out, like if you run like a real estate company right. or a, an oil, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if you're on a shipping barge. Yeah. Um, if you <laughs> We'll send you the pinup version because you're so lonely. <laughs> but the, if you want bulk ordering, if you order 50 of them, you'll get 15% off. If you order 100 of them, you'll get 30% off and you can message us and we'll give you all the details on that also. So, and of course, if you just want individual ones or just a few that's $35 each shipping included so go to ellemeeklypodcast.com slash merch to get your calendar and be ready for the holidays that's right uh, and the New Year. And the, it's a great New Year's gift. So that's LA Meekly, 365 days of, uh, of Los Angeles right. history calendars uh-huh. what day is it? And we're back. Ooh, listen to that fire, Greg. It's, I mean, we went to Big Bear for a little bit and we left yep. this fire burning. Yeah, it's almost like a ghost fire. It shouldn't still be on, but it is. It didn't burn anything except my apartment down. <laughs> so we're back. It's time for, we're going to get into more of the creepy end of the spectrum okay. for a little bit. This isn't necessarily ghosts. There's some, I think. Missing person cases? No, this is that's creepy pasta. <laughs> no one actually ever. No one's missing. ever disappeared. Yeah, Greg. no one's ever disappeared. They're all been found. <laughs> okay, this one is from my former coworker Veronica. Oh hi. I've known her since elementary school. 
I was fr- good friends with her brother, mm-hmm. and then we ended up working together. And I'm still good friends with only her brother. Uh, <laughs> so she lives in Silmar. She's lived there her whole life. Silmar's a weird place. There was even a time when we were discussing things to do, like on a live show. One of the ideas I was going to pitch to you was Haunted or Silmar, because <laughs> there's so many weird things that happen. Yeah. Silmar's got that Gravity Hill, I think. Yeah. They're one of the Gravity Hills around town. They've also got supposedly white supremacists and. I supposedly. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Yeah. Confirmed white supremacists. Confirmed, supre- yeah. I, I don't believe in white supremacists. <laughs> I like hearing stories about them. But I don't I don't think they're actually real. That's what Catholics worry about. So weird stuff happens there. So here's just a few that she she had several. Well, it's actually not all from Silmar, but it gets more into Silmar, but Silmar okay. environs sort of. Middle of the night. This is Santa Clarita. Mm. Sarah, we'll call her because that might have been the person who told me this story, wakes up and gets out of bed to get a glass of water. She passes through her darkened hallway, but just as she reaches the end of it, she spots a man standing in her (sighs) kitchen. This is another... Okay. He is, as most ghosts are, glowing with a faint light. Mm. Sarah, though shocked, manages a hello, a mundane greeting for such a strange guest. Again, politeness reigns supreme <laughs> like if i the same thing i'm not gonna be like like i wouldn't attack i would be like you need something yeah <laughs> in a public place sure but if someone's in my home uh i gotta ask you a couple questions <laughs> how long have you been dead yeah how'd you get in here if the answer is zero yeah and then i say you're about to be and that's when i and attack. that's when i attack them yeah so the ghost looks at her confusion written on his semi-translucent face and vanishes Later on, Sarah would discover that one of her neighbors had passed away that evening. Perhaps that was the identity of the ephemeral guest, a neighbor passing between worlds, lost for but a moment on their journey onto the next realm. Weird. Very weird. Especially for Santa Clarita, which is like 20 years old. (laughs) (laughs) That's very strange. Next one, during the college years of a young woman whose name escapes me and might possibly have been the same person as the last story, (laughs) on several recurring nights, this person awakens in the deepest dark of the night to the feel of something at the foot of her bed. A weight that is unexpected and misplaced. She looks down and sees what looks to be a porcelain doll garbed entirely in black. Take my eyes. Was it clothing or was it an inexplicable miasma? Because this young woman could feel rolling off of this apparition of foreboding and malevolent aura, which leaves her feeling terrorized once the being departs. Cool. I want to burn my eyes out. Guess what religion Veronica is? This sounds like sleep paralysis, and I'm guessing her friend, I'm guessing Catholics are only friends with Catholics. But yeah, she's- Who else would want to be? Um, no one else will have me. <laughs> but that sounds like sleep paralysis, but also yeah. very weird. Very weird. Very. Uh, and even if it is just sleep paralysis, that's really scary. We could do a whole episode about sleep paralysis. Yeah. And we'd so be send like, us no. in your sleep paralysis stories. And your religion, too. So we can confirm if it's yeah, real We're or making not. a list that we're sending no, to we're the government, to the Jewish government. <laughs> Yeah, they want numbers. Okay, so here's the next one. In a similar vein, Alfie, who's a friend of hers, Uh woke up to something completely black, shadowy, male-like figure standing near the foot of her bed. I gotta ask if Alfie's Catholic. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure she's Catholic. Do you know Alfie? I've heard of Alfie, and she once came into work, so I I guess I know Alfie. Yeah, okay. And it was... uh, Jude Law? It was Jude Law. Who was the even older... Michael Caine, I think. Was it Michael Caine? I don't know. No, it was Dudley Moore. Oh, okay, sure. Wait, no, no, no. Who am I thinking of? Michael Caine. Okay, so who's like dumb Alfie? Dudley Moore. (laughs) (laughs) But what is the movie that Dudley Moore was in where he's... Oh, the alcoholic one. Um, Yeah, yeah, Harvey. uh, Harvey. No, Harvey? Not Harvey. That's the rabbit. Yeah, it's the rabbit. Um, Uh, That rabbit was just sleep paralysis. 
Anyway, we're not here to talk about Dudley Moore. So this next one is... This one's from Dudley Moore. What? Oh my God. Dudley Less. And then she forgot to respond to my text. <laughs> um, Dudley. Okay, so now we're in Silmar. Okay. This, these are in Silmar. UFO sighting. Oh, yeah. It was around one or two in the morning in beautiful Silmar. Her <laughs> words, never my words. The sky outside was foggy for Southern California. In that fog, there were lights, dancing multicolored lights Ooh. coming from who knows where. They seemed to be hanging fairly low on the horizon, but the direction they were coming from was residential. Mm -hmm. The local high school seemed the best explanation for the source, but it was too late for any school events. So what was it? Aliens. Uh, <laughs> Greys. <laughs> Mothman. Sleep paralysis of the sky. And here's one more. Another alien thing in Silmar. So it was the evening, I believe early evening, soon after sunset. In the sky, there was a snake of neon greenish light. It was Whoa. very far off in the distance and it was unmoving. It looked akin to Aurora Borealis, but considering our southerly location, it is doubtful that's what it was. I'm not sure how long they were out there, but when I went back outside a few hours later, it was gone. Hmm. Why would she go back in when she's seeing maybe Aurora Borealis, maybe an alien? I get a gun. Like <laughs> it's Silmar, yeah. She yeah. probably went to get her gun. I She's told me, because there's like that weird hill in mm -hmm. Silmar, and apparently a lot of people have, have seen really? weird things around that hill. Interesting. Uh, which is, maybe that's Gravity Hill. Um, <laughs> it might be. Maybe it's just from her, but I've heard a lot of weird alien sort of stuff in Silmar okay. as well. Since we're in the alien section, yes. here's one from another co-worker of mine, Kevin Smith. <laughs> Not that one. Not that one. Even better. This one wears even more jorts. <laughs> this one cries even more during Marvel movies. Does he? Is that his thing? Yeah, he takes a picture of himself crying at the end of every, like, mm. not everyone, but the sad ones. A picture of him crying at the end of Iron Man 2. Yeah, I wish that I was that big donut. I could have been the Mandarin. <laughs> okay, so this one is from Kevin Smith. This is another one that's outside of LA, but he was on his way to LA. Okay. And this was too good to pass up. I'll allow it. So he was driving on the 126, and my car radio and electrical parts in the car went haywire, and then this light from above my car flashed <sighs> like five or six times, yeah. made the area around my car as bright as day, then it shot forward and up wow. super crazy fast. Whole thing lasted probably around 10 to 15 seconds. That's crazy. Yeah, but I, like I don't know what sort of military. Like he's he told me that before, and I thought like ah oh, military, but like what military and what does that mean? <laughs> it's just as scary if the military was just like let's be my light on this guy. Yeah, and, and then is. speed. Like what what's what craft is this? <laughs> Not witchcraft. Yeah, just what craft yeah. is this? I want to know from the air force. I love a good alien story. I wish I had an alien story, but I don't. We need to spend more time in the desert. You always say this to me. Come on. You're trying to lure me into the desert. I know this guy who lives out there. He's got a family going on. He plays guitar. He wants to go to Terry Mulcher's house. Okay, so this one is also alien related, but okay. a little, uh, sorry, you'll wait till you hear it. Okay. I couldn't resist it because we have a listener named Jordan Tickton. Oh, I know Jordan. You know Jordan because he works at JPL. He does. And I saw graffiti on the 110 uh, in big, beautiful letter said JPL. I'm like, Jordan did? Is Jordan doing graffiti now? I thought I was going to say Jordan sucks. <laughs> Sincerely, JPL. <laughs> Jordan's fired. We've been trying to send him an email. He's not getting it. <laughs> Jordan mentioned LA Meekly one too many times <laughs> at JPL and he's had his degree revoked. So, okay. So I asked him cause I had to ask, he works at JPL. Jack Parsons, certainly something weird, either alien or ghostly, something weird. Yeah. He says, I don't, I don't have anything. <laughs> this just did. And he said he's seen people ask around before, which is surprising considering Halloween is JPL's birthday. Just right. There's gotta be something, but he says, I do get asked about aliens every time I do outreach. The truth is, 
No, we have yet to find even a trace of aliens. I say yet because the search for life is literally in NASA's charter. Thousands of our scientists and engineers are dedicating their careers to it. It's one of the driving reasons why both of the missions I've worked on exist. The Perseverance, Mars Rover, and the Europa Clipper Jupiter Orbiter launching in 2024. Our deep space network, how we talk to all faraway spacecraft, has to release all publicly data soon after receiving it. Mm -hmm. No secrets. So no aliens yet, but we're working really hard on it and it let, we'll like let you is. know when we do. That's what I thought. It sounds like it's some secrets. To say no secrets, that means secrets. That means it always means secrets. A negative means a positive. What are you hiding, Jordan? What are you going to graffiti next, Jordan? <laughs> Last podcast on the left is doing a Jack Parsons series right now. Here's a little alley history thing that I didn't know. It uh, seems unfathomable because I left no stone unturned. Except for the ones that were covered in Jack Parsons stuff. Maybe you did cover it, but I don't remember this little nugget in we had to cram 40 minutes into that episode. Clifford Clinton gets Harry Raymond to do spy work to see if he could find out if Mayor Shaw is corrupt in the LAPD. And the LAPD responds by blowing up Harry Raymond in his car, but he survives. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Everyone knows this. And they want to find out where this explosive device came from. So they have to rebuild it. And who did they take it to? Huh. Jack Parsons. Okay. Yeah, I mentioned that. I knew that. <laughs> I knew yeah, that whole I time. No, I mean, I didn't mention it, but I did know that. Yeah. yeah, I never read it or heard that before, but I knew that <laughs> in my heart. Yeah, I read the graffiti around JPL, <laughs> so I, I knew that. Okay, so let's go. So we're done with aliens, unfortunately. Unfortunately. This next one comes from a museum. I told you I contacted. Oh, yeah. This is from the Heritage Square Museum. Ooh, fun. Directly from that. So they say that, I mean, they, they said a lot of stuff has happened. Right. Here's just a few. A former director reported smelling fresh cut lumber and hearing the noise of saws and other carpentry Ooh. tools one day when she was in the Perry Mansion, not Whoa. Perry Mason, yeah. alone. No construction was going on at William the time. Perry House is kind of spooky. The Perry Mason. And the one that's right next to it, too. The Perry Mason and the uh, Columbo. Did you, don't say a bad word about Columbo. I'm watching <laughs> Don't say it. his name three times. He might forget something. He, he might, might have one more thing. Oh, one more thing. Oh, yeah, one more thing. One more thing. I was just thinking. Was uh, just one more thinking. thing. And then he rips your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> one more thing. Your teeth. Give them to me. <laughs> So here's another one. Employees have reported hearing knocking sounds and footsteps throughout the house, both upstairs and downstairs while working alone. This is still the Perry Mason. Mm -hmm. This seems to be coming from the north side of the Perry Mason consistently. Mm -hmm. During a Halloween event, again, at the Perry Mason. Oh, my God. We were having a seance meant to be a lighthearted demonstration, but we made contact. It always. I know. It always is like, wouldn't this be funny if it worked? It's supposed to be a three-hour seance. Now the little girl's head is spinning. She's speaking Latin. Now Dr. Shiloh's daughter has a podcast. <laughs> but they say they made contact with the spirit. Here are the, some of the stories that they themselves have personally experienced. While working alone in the Hale house one night, cleaning out one of the rooms to prep it for dressing, I heard the floor creaking behind me as if someone was walking towards me. I turned around and there was nothing there. I knew I was alone at the museum, alone in the house, and that I had locked myself in. Oof. That really scared yeah. me. The barking of the dog. Someone's also like, cut it out, stop it. So I wasn't alarmed that it was an actual live person. Right. Are you sure? So I went back to working and again, the floor creaked behind me. I turned and no one was there. I said out loud, I really don't have the time to entertain you right now. Talk about being rude to a <laughs> ghost. Come on. That's how you do it. <laughs> Be nice. Be rude to ghosts. <laughs> They'll be like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You're right. I, I, I was going to haunt you. I was going to, but uh, you're right. You're right. I'll, 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 I'll wait till you're free. Yeah. It's Don Knotts' ghost. <laughs> Two grand. I then heard a loud audible sigh from a male voice and footsteps walking down the hall. I then decided to call it a night. 
I mean, I hope you felt bad for being so rude to that ghost. You broke that ghost heart. I know. Uh, Oh, come on. I didn't mean it. Yeah, I didn't mean it. I was just trying to flirt. A cold breeze. (laughs) You ghosted. This ghost got ghosted. Am I right? That's how you cancel it out. Ghost to ghost. I have also experienced the sound of running footsteps coming from the upstairs of the Octagon house while in there working. When I started as executive director six years ago, the church was packed. Old office furnishings and broken furniture that was left by the previous director in the 1990s. I vowed that I would clear the space out so we could use the lovely church as an event space. Mm-hmm. One afternoon, I was working in the church alone, of course. I was taking items out of the church, and every time I stepped back into the church, I, I heard whistling. Oof. I would step out, and it would stop. I would step back in, and the whistling would begin again. The church is now cleaned out, and we use it for events, weddings, and film no, shoots. What a way to end that. <laughs> is Heritage Square Museum haunted? Well, it depends on who you asked. I've experienced many hauntings, quote-unquote, and I don't let it bother me. I go on with my day or night and find it entertaining and mischievous in a friendly manner. Right. Rude. Rude to a ghost. Uh, take it with a grain of salt that this person's rude to ghosts. <laughs> we have an event coming up on December 4th and December 11th. Here's another thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's something you could do, yeah. In the evening. We're telling Victorian Christmas ghost stories, and guests will be invited to experience this in the Perry Mason, as well as tours of several of the houses. Refreshments will be served. William Perry House. Uh, Victorians traditionally told creepy dark stories or ghost stories during the holiday season. Tickets go on sale on Monday, November 28th on Eventbrite, so you could get them now, and you should go to that. Thank you for letting us know, and thank you for letting all the Meeklings know, too. That means that we're Victorian, because it's it's Christmas. (laughs) This guy died one time. You're like, oh, God, I just want to hear nice stories. (laughs) That explains... Explains why we have so many buttons on our jackets, <laughs> the, our fingerless gloves. <laughs> Let's go to our next one. Okay. This one is from our old pal, yet again, Travis Latrine. <gasps> Travis Latrine. Hi, Travis. Of Sad Girls Club, the Sad band, Girl. as yep. you heard. Great band. He says, ever since I was a young kid, I've had a bit of an obsession with ghosts. Mm-hmm. This one is a story that you and I can relate to. Okay. Because... We are young kids with an obsession with ghosts. And the supernatural, which is extremely ironic as an atheist and non-believer, but I digress. So I guess he doesn't have sleep paralysis. He's he's safe from sleep paralysis. Uh, But was he raised Catholic? You could still get it. It's genetic. You could still get it, yeah. Um, When I was about 13 or so, and just discovering my love for Los Angeles, my family took a trip to visit the city from my hometown, Sacramento, Mm -hmm. and I begged my dad to book us a haunted Hollywood tour. What a cool kid. We booked the tour, which to my dismay, pretty much ended up being one of those open-top bus celebrity home sightseeing tours, which I shamefully say that I kind of enjoyed as a tourist. There's no shame in that. I'd love to do one of those. Um, live here like that. I cut the roof off of my car just to do that. <laughs> just to point it out to people. Uh, we did stop by a few spooky sites like the Roosevelt Hotel, mm-hmm. the Comedy Store, the Viper Room. Mm-hmm. Save it. Uh, Etc. You could definitely feel an aura of importance around these historic places, but I never felt like there was anything inherently eerie about them. Right. At one point during the tour, our bus started to climb further up into Beverly Hills. As we were making our way further up the road, I started to feel what I now know as an anxiety attack coming on. Mm-hmm. I felt my chest tighten up and it started to become harder to breathe and I felt an unbearable feeling of dread wash over me. Oof. I had no idea what was going on. I started to panic and pray to God. To, uh, ah. You're going to get sleep paralysis if you talk to that guy. Don't bring him up. If you bring up, he's like, oh, so... Uh, yeah, Guess what? Guess what? So you want my help? Well, yeah. well, you gotta I got do a it. price. So I don't know what else to do with these demons. <laughs> 
They're going to sit on your I'm chest. trying to keep him employed. Yeah. So he's praying to God that I don't believe in that the feeling would subside. Yeah. I have never felt such an unnatural urge to get the hell out of Dodge before. I felt like something awful would happen if we kept driving up this road. We eventually turned off of Cielo Drive oh my onto God. what was an undeveloped service road at the time to turn the bus around. It was at this point that our tour guide let us know that we had just passed the former site of the home that Sharon Tate was mm-hmm. brutally murdered by the Manson family in mm-hmm. 1969. After sharing a brief history of the murders, the bus crept away from where the home formerly stood and the feeling in my chest started to ease up. Could it have been something warning me of the horrors that took place 36 years prior? Like I said, I don't necessarily believe in the supernatural, but that feeling of dread that came over me is something I have never been able to explain and is something that I will never forget. Wow, that's very interesting. We we didn't quite have an experience, but you, me, and Melissa one Halloween drove up there just yeah. to freak ourselves just, out. Yeah, exactly. I was so scared. <laughs> Like I was very scared. It was scared. a very dark, narrow road to get up there, too. And, and just thinking of like, oh, this is the dark, scary area that they walked. Like, it's very frightening yeah. to be on Cielo Drive. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm one of those creeps that love to go to murder houses and be like, so this is where it happened, huh? And most oh, yeah. of the time, it's just sort of like, wow, uh, Shazam. <laughs> but like, I was walking Ringo one day and we walked- Up Cielo Drive. Up Cielo Drive. His which favorite was, place to walk. He loves to be there. Um, We were walking past- the auto shop where the Hillside Stranglers would use as their base to kill women. And I was walking by there and like, I just got hit with like just overwhelming grief, like you're, which is what you're supposed to do when you walk well, by a murder you. house. It's just me like in general, like yeah. every day of my life. But I, I like, I, I, it's happened like four times during this recording. Th- those spots, usually I'm, I'm like, <laughs> and this time I was like, oh, God, how miserable. This place should be burned. I, I want to, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not in touch with my feelings enough, but I'd like to feel something. Imagine. Imagine feeling imagine, something. Imagine you with feelings. How, <laughs> how different my life would be if you had feelings. So, okay, we're going to get into our final section here. Okay. This is what I call the... The sad section. This is the, the the family member section. Yeah. These are all kind of similar stories, that, which is a very weird thing that people have such similar stories. So let's start with the first one. This is uh, from Jason Good. Okay. We know him on Instagram. My grandfather was a larger than life citizen of Montebello who led a storied life and mm-hmm. was loved and respected by all who knew him in the community. He was an active man with many hobbies and discovered a latent knack for cooking following the death of my grandmother. Four years later, he too passed away in the early fall of 2005. I was a young teen living with my family in Pomona at the time. Weeks passed, and before my three sisters and I knew it, Halloween was upon us. Being Halloween enthusiasts, one and all, we were getting ready to go our separate ways for the night when the doorbell rang. Certain it was another batch of trick-or-treaters, my youngest sister answered the door. Instead of a gaggle of costume kids, there stood in the doorway a thin man dressed in chef's whites, including a toque blanche, which I guess is that huge hat, like the ratatouille hat. I didn't know that to have a name, but okay. Uh, I speak French, so <laughs> it, it means ratatouille hat. And and a coarse, round plastic skull mask. Oh, wow. That's upsetting. Yeah. My sister recognized this figure as our grandfather immediately. Oh, my God. Uh, grandpa's here. She called <laughs> back into the house vaguely. We all converged at the door in mutual stupefaction, hesitant to get too close. In his unmistakable italicized voice, he complimented our costumes and we told him how much we missed him. My middle sister asked him to take off his mask and he replied that he didn't want to snap the elastic band, which he said was very delicate. Wow. This is a weird story. It's very scary. With calm trepidation, my father retrieved his camera and suggested we all take a picture. My mother was speechless. We grouped in front of the skeletal chef 
and the camera flashed. Our visitor said he had to be going and bade us all so long, which was his trademark goodbye, letting himself out with one last wave. We all stood dumbfounded for a moment before my eldest sister and I tore open the door and ran out to see where he had gone. Needless to say, among the throngs of trick-or-treaters, there was no phantom chef. My father had the photos developed as soon as possible the following day, and sure enough, there it was, an ordinary picture of four people in costumes, a pop star, an old-timey prisoner, (laughs) a black cat, Minnie Mouse, and a skeleton chef. A few days later, the photograph disappeared. (laughs) Every couple of years, my youngest sister and I comb through the family albums looking for it. The rest of the family doesn't like to talk about it. This is the weirdest thing I've ever heard of. That's very scary. I kind of skimmed this before this. There's a lot of questions I have. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what to make of this. That's very scary. Like if if this was a ghost, yeah. the wherewithal to be like, let's all take a picture. Yeah. And if it's not a ghost, why did this guy go along with it? Yeah. Why did Skeleton Chef go along with it? Like that's a scary costume. Yeah, he's not trick-or-treating. That's he just so rolls, up, rolls up on a house and be like, yeah, I'll be your grandpa. That's scary. Maybe maybe it was trick-or-treating for grandchildren. <laughs> But that's a really weird story. Yeah, uh, uh, that Ooh. that one's gonna stick with me. Yeah, I don't like. Let's move on. I don't like that. So this one, this one is from Eric Sheslow. Oh, hi, Sheslow. Shez Art. You can look at that his stuff. He's the one who did the print of uh, Brent's Deli that I love. So he says this happened nine five two two in Burbank. Okay. So this is recent. I was in the living room texting with my brother about our late grandfather. I heard a loud clang come from the kitchen. I put down my phone and came into the kitchen to find a single fork balanced on its side. <laughs> I immediately thought of Poltergeist yeah. and the scene where the furniture is balancing in the kitchen. I took a picture of the fork and sent it to my good friend who is a witch mm-hmm. and knows about the supernatural. She said someone wanted me to know they were present. Wow. I don't personally believe in ghosts. I'm Jewish, so he doesn't get sleep paralysis yeah. like me. As I don't. Yeah. I should say. Canonically, I don't get sleep paralysis. Yeah, I'm canonically Jewish. <laughs> and we, by and large, believe in burying the dead, saying goodbye, and that we are blessed by their memories, which can inform our good actions in this, our only world. Yeah. My grandfather's memory is way more powerful than a kitchen utensil, even a stand mixer. I still can't explain the balancing fork, though. I don't know that I'll ever be able to explain it. And so he did a follow-up on this. He showed us the picture. He sent this in a text message to us. I remember. And it, it had fallen on the ground. Like, it didn't just, like... Yeah. It, like, it was on the floor, on the side. It's pretty weird. Yeah. And he also said he did, like, a test to see the odds of that happening. Out of 24 times, 19 times it landed on its back, three face down, and only two of the 24 times oh, wow. it had fallen on the side. Still no explanation of how it fell off of the counter to begin with. Yeah. That's weird. That is weird. That I've never seen a fork on its side before. Energy, man. Energies that are out there, and they want to stand utensils weird ways, and we have to recognize it. That's very scary. Well, I haven't. Okay, so here's another one. This one is from Veronica again. Okay. This is Tammy's story. It was very early in the morning or late in the evening, depending on who is doing the observing. Miss Tammy is but a young girl, possibly in her teens, and she is doing what most teens do. She's standing in front of the mirror, popping pimples. In the midst of this cheek-reddening experience, she sees another face in the mirror. Her screams are sucked inside her. Not a gasp escapes her throttled lungs. The face and the part of the torso that is visible is naked, but she recognizes the visage. It, that's French again for a ratatouille face. It is her older brother. He stands what? presumably as his bottom half 
is missing for but a few moments oh. before he disappears. Later in the day, she would discover that her brother had passed away around the hours at which mm. he appeared to Tammy. I kind of assumed that, but that's very scary. You hear so many, you know what, We're, let's go to our last one okay. because it's almost the same story. This is uh, this is from the aforementioned Ada, your Casper, my that, you, Casper. that you live with. She told this to me before and I liked it a lot. My family and I used to live in the quaint, corrupt city of Bell. Shout out to episode 37, For Whom the Bell Taxes is how she found out about us. Is it? Really? I believe so. It was a Bell episode and she's from Bell. So, so I she didn't know about you before that? Or, the Bell or, or about we didn't meet her before that? No. The Bell episode came out first, and that's, wow. I remember her. So we, can, we can thank that corruption trial. Finally, one good thing came out of it. <laughs> and about three houses down lived the parents of my uncle. My parents were great friends with them, especially my uncle's mom named Mercedes Diaz. Yes, like the car, but with his Spanish accent. Mercedes. Mercedes was this... Pre- in Spanish, it's pronounced Hyundai. <laughs> Mercedes was this extravagant older woman with a thick Cuban accent who always dressed up to the nines and doused herself with a bottle of perfume a day. Is Ada Cuban? She- no, she's not Cuban. Okay. She's Mexican. Yeah. Um, oh. Um, <laughs> then why are you dating her? Ricky Ricardo or nothing. <laughs> You're Lucy. You're, yeah, you, you are Mexican Lucy. <laughs> but Mercedes... She was very proper, but she drank, smoked, and cursed worse than a sailor, as they say. A very high-spirited, emotional person who didn't give a crap what anyone thought about her. She was my idol. Our house was located behind a two-story main house, and we had one of those half addresses, which is very funny to me. She lives in the hallway from Adaptation. <laughs> or it being John Malkovich? Being, that, yeah, yeah, being, being John Malkovich. Yeah. It was a small three-bedroom home with a big backyard that had a gazebo. My room at the time had a large window that overlooked the backyard, and one day it was just my mom and I in the house. I was probably playing with dolls, and my mom said she was cleaning the house. She then hears someone knocking on the window in the bedroom. Not out of the ordinary, since people used to do that so often it was alarming at first. My mom calls out. And Night hears, stalker calling. Hello, are you home? Before I break in, I want to know if anyone's home. My mom calls out and hears the knocking again, along with Mercedes' voice calling out to my mom. My mom yells back, Coming! Back then, the door that was in the kitchen was used as our main door. So as she walks out and turns left to face our backyard, my bedroom window, Mercedes was nowhere to be seen. She calls out to her and keeps looking around, but no one was in our backyard. She found it weird because it it literally was like two seconds ago that she was knocking on the window. She shrugged it off and decided to come back inside and continue cleaning the house. As my mom gets to the front door, she sees my dad coming up to the driveway. She waits for him outside to greet him, but my dad had a weird look on his face. She immediately asks what's wrong, and my dad tells her that he had just come from the Diaz's home and breaks the news to her that Mercedes had just passed away. My mom was stunned. She didn't believe him. She kept telling my dad that she was just there, knocking on the window and calling out to my mom. She just could not believe it, and she was shocked. But as she recounted this story to me recently, she believed it was her last goodbye from her dear friend. Still not spooked by it till this day. That makes sense. I've it's met her mom. To, it's good to not be scared. It's very I'd good. Be scared. If you came to say one last goodbye to me after you were dead, just uh, here. Okay, let's make a pact right yeah, okay, now. Yeah, yeah. If you die, don't see me. Oh, that. <laughs> don't say goodbye. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be my pleasure. Yeah, I have four things to do. You're not on the list. You're fine. <laughs> if you die and you're like, I better go stop by and say hi. You're good. No. Well, if I die, we have one last podcast to, <laughs> to record. I'll wait till you're the busiest. What's your when your day off? We got to record one last goodbye. <laughs> There's so many stories like that of like, I saw this person and it turned out they just died. Like I've heard so many yeah, of those So stories. many through my life, people I know, people I don't know. Like it, it's, it's such a common thing. It feels like where you, I mean, I don't know what the after, I don't know what it's like when you die, but I, I wonder how often you're like frantically r- running around like, did I just die? Hi. Did I, I just die? Did I just die? <laughs> 
Uh, the reference did. That reverence will never die. <laughs> Upsetting. She told me, and I was getting goosebumps. I was like, oh, it's pretty. Crazy. There's a few of these stories that that gave me goosebumps, mm-hmm. uh, goose flesh for for our, for, for, for our southern or midwestern or whatever, or for our goose listeners. <laughs> I have skin like you now. Quack quack. I'm like you. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's my goose. Thank you. It's very good. So those are our ghost stories. Thank you, everybody who thank, wrote in. Yes, thank you, everybody, for sharing your ghost stories. Yeah, it's it's some, maybe it's sometimes weird to share a ghost story because yeah. you feel kind of dumb, but like it's it's it, I love it. I love hearing them, and I, I always like I believe all of them, especially the people who sent in ones that are like family member related. Yeah, but thank you for that. It's you know what if maybe yeah. maybe maybe you contact like maybe your family member i would love that if yeah it, like with my grandma opening mm-hmm. the like it's it's nice yeah, it's like nice. i don't like i said i don't really believe in ghosts but like i would love it if that was oh, my grandma thanks opening for that stopping door. by yes thanks for Thank hanging you. out a little bit longer <laughs> than you should be hopefully we laughed a little mm-hmm. we lived a little we loved a little we cried a little we screamed a little and if you had any emotions, you'd know what that was like. Yeah, if, I, <laughs> if I could just feel something. Killing all these people, I felt nothing. Yeah, we don't have a listener question because we've heard enough from you <laughs> for this episode. So have a good uh, December. Yeah. Enjoy your Hanukkah. Enjoy your creepy Christmas, your haunted Hanukkah. Buy our calendars. Mm-hmm. Uh, get ready for the holidays. They're a perfect gift all the way until New Year's. It's a great gift. Yeah, you Maybe till like January 15th you yeah, won't. Then and then I swear to God, I will burn whatever we have left. And I won't feel anything. <laughs> All I'll feel is the heat from the fire. Uh, even that's kind of muted. You know, we've given you enough things to look forward to in, in December all around yeah, LA. Go so do all that Try stuff. to do something fun. Try yeah, to do, do something. Yeah, do something you haven't done before. I dare you. Do something. An old town music hall viewing. I think they have a white, not white Christmas. Yeah, it is white Christmas. I think they have They're white Christmas. They're showing white lotus. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, I hope you enjoyed the different sort of... Halloween episode will be ready for uh, 2023. It must be 109. <laughs> I, I uh, apologize in advance. I don't know how to stop him. I've tried so many different things and it's, it's quite hard. I apologize. Nobody can stop this burning love, <laughs> uh, which I can't feel. Uh, which it's, I imagine it feels great. So that's been yet another creepy Christmas haunted Hanukkah part. Little H, little E, big X, he X. <laughs> yeah, episode he X. Terrorizing the Catholics in their sleep since 2013 which next year will be 10 years god let's just let's just sit by the fire for a second i'm just gonna stare into the fire and think like what happened a decade how does how does time work fire calendars (laughs) (laughs) 